What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl. Tonight, I got the boys. They're back. We got, um, well, it's no longer no show, Joe, because he showed up. What's up, brother? I am back and better than ever. So, have you been sick? Uh, No, last week I had, the last two weeks I just had thing commitments. I'm well, no, two weeks ago I was sick. Uh, Last week I had a commitment that fell through at the last moment because my daughter got sick. Dang. Dang. But, but I didn't have time to be like, oh, yeah, I'll jump on the show. It was a little too late at that point. And I was like, you know what? If my daughter's sick. Might as well spend some time with her, spend some time with family. So There you go. Be a good dad. Yeah. Do the thing. All right. And then we got the bearded nerd. What's up, Zach? What's up? There you go. Got that audio peeking. So. What's up? All right. Ah! So there's a handful of things we have to talk about when this show starts. But before I get into all that, this is the Loot Bros Podcast. This is your general video game, and sometimes we think we're funny podcasts. Uh, the end of the show, we have a very, very fun interview uh, with the creators of Tales of Shock and Terror, a brand new comic book series that is uh, currently on Kickstarter and is fully funded. I think it's about getting close to 300% as the time of this recording. I was able to sit down with uh, Justin, Charles, and Ron. Uh, the three writers of the book. We had a uh, excellent conversation. We talked about all kinds of stuff. We talked about comics. We talked about uh, podcasting. We talked about films. We talked about music. I mean, each one of these guys was a creative in a different field, and it was awesome. They all had their own podcasts. Uh, one guy was a independent film director. One guy, uh, all three of them are writers. Um, one guy was in a band. It was awesome. So we had a really good time, uh, an hour and 20-ish minutes of just uh, some pretty cool stuff. And if you're not into any one of those things, but you're into a bunch of dudes making some pretty inappropriate jokes at each other and having some laughs, that's definitely a good show to check out and listen to. It was a lot of fun to have those guys on, and uh, it was dope. So um, with that being said, we're going to start this show off with a toast and get into some of the good stuff. You guys ready? Let's do it. Toast. I think All right, toast to the greatest wrestling company in the world. That's right, AEW. AEW. None of us, none AEW. of us are going to be on Trophy Horse this week because of AEW. That <laughs> is part of our of our toast. I want to toast to our Patreon producers. So for the month of March, we have uh, El Presidente, the T Bird. Uh, we've got Redbeard Rick, and we've got My Name Is Effing Mayo, and then the returning. CJ, the affectatious Sony Pony Donk. Oh, so, the return! Yeah, he is back. He is he is back in the fold. We are super excited and glad to have um, all of you guys uh, supporting us here on the Patreon. Um, and it is a season of fantastic video games. We've got so much stuff to play right now. We've got Horizon Forbidden West. We got Gran Turismo Seven. We've got Elden Ring. 
We've got so much freaking stuff. We're getting ready to have Tokyo, whatever the freak it's called. Um, I like lost my train of thought. All of a sudden, when I tried to name it, uh, whatever that new Bethesda game is, is made by Shinji Mikami's uh, group. So it's freaking dope. Lots of cool stuff. Let's toast it up. Yeah. Ah, ooh, that was awesome. All right. Before we get into the show. Oh, what you been drinking? What you drinking? What everybody drinking? Uh, I'm just doing a nice ice cold Diet Coke. Oh. I have a lime carbonated water. I have okay. a hard Mountain Dew. Bob. Oh, there you go. There you, go. you can Actually, go eat a big I, fat one. How about that? Yeah, I had a um it's not I, that good. I had my monster earlier when I was doing the interview, so uh, I done. I gotta tone it down a little bit so I can get a few a few minutes of sleep tonight. So, so the review on the Mountain Dew Hard is it's it's a six point five out of ten, guys, and I'm sad to I'm sad to say that. Yeah, but I can't even get it to give you another rating on it. The hard, yeah, it's alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, oh, alcoholic Mountain uh. Dew. I would say that it's like drinking like. Regular Mountain Dew Baja Blast, but with like no carbonation, so kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, but the benefit of that is is you can't taste the alcohol. It gets you drunk. So really. we went to this place called Craft and Draft today uh, for brunch after our soccer games. Oh yeah, another thing to toast to: uh, first game of the season, Team Galaxy. That's us. We won. Had an excellent freaking game. It wasn't a blowout or any kind of domination, but it was some of the best. U12 soccer I've witnessed, or U9 soccer, excuse me. U12 was after was at the same time, but we I actually coached U9 this season. It was awesome. My kids played so hard. My All of them did great. Even the kids that I was a little worried about freaking showed up. We had an excellent game. And then afterwards, we celebrated, went to Craft and Draft, which, as you guys know, I don't drink, but this place had an entire, it was a really, really, really sweet little venue, um, restaurant, rather. They had an entire wall of like, and it was very, like the building wasn't wide, but it was very deep. It was in like a strip mall and it's like went on forever, but it was really, it was really cool. You go in and there's like, you know, bar top places or whatever, everything. They had a chef on site. So everything was prepared. Um, it was, you know, it was very fresh ingredients. Most of the stuff was made in house. A few things, not so much, but like this wall of like, of like, I guess, not so much freezers, but refrigerators. But it was just essentially just glass refrigerators. Like you, I guess you would see in like a supermarket, but it was all IPAs and, and various like funky beers and different things like that. So um, it was very interesting. I've never seen anything like it. I don't tend to go to places like that. I've been to a few breweries and places like that to eat. And this place we were going for brunch, but like it was very interesting just to see the various stuff out there. They had literally everything. Like it was mind blowing how many wild and just different types of beer there were so it was pretty cool so anyways we went there ate uh they had a bunch of pinball machines in the back so the kids and i played some pinball i'm funny story i've never played pinball with the kids before like my kids have never used a pinball machine before until today interesting it was very it was a very nice outing hung out with uh gagum games and games media my brother um so we just uh ate some brunch tried some new foods Played some pinball so uh, after soccer, so it was a very interesting, very fun, fun afternoon. So, but this is the Loot Rose Podcast. Uh, we have a Patreon. Obviously, we just toasted to our patrons. Check it out. We got new content up there right now. 
for the month of March, the um, <clears throat> the Super Loot Bros episode was a Patreon pledge where I had to play Senron Kagura Peach Beach Splash. So that review is up there as well as the deep dive. I jumped into Crossfire X. Now, last week, Zach and I sat down and we talked, you know, we did some, you know, uh, Metacritic reviews, had some laughs, read some funny reviews. For whatever reason, Crossfire was really like on my brain. Like I was interested. Now, Zach, you played the Crossfire multiplayer, and brother, that is trash. You see, it's it, people gotta understand that it is a CS:GO type shooter. Oh, but it's mm-hmm. so bad, and the graphics but, are so bad. Eh, I mean, it, it it it's okay for what it is. I mean, it's free. I'm not going to complain about someone giving me something for free. Oh, it's bad. Well, what's not free is you have to pay for the campaign for the game. That's and yeah. and that is what Remedy created. And I was doing a little reading on it. It says it was a two hour long campaign. And since I've been neck deep in my studies for my MLO, I'm like, man, I need to play a video game. I hadn't played a video game all week long. So I was like, you know what? I can knock this out and and maybe move some of the other Patreon content that I had lined up. Uh, for later in the month or maybe even into next month. So I decided I was going to sit there and do it. So I played the, a little bit of the multiplayer. It was awful. I think it is so much trash. I think it is absolute garbage. But then I jumped into the um, actual campaign, and that is what this this month's deep dive is on. And I think you'd be, um, I think it's very interesting. I think I'm, I would encourage people, if you're a patron, obviously uh, give it a shot. If you're not a patron, uh, we've got several months worth of content on there, multiple shows a month. So I think I would encourage you to go check it out. See if there is a tier there that uh, you find interesting. And definitely check out some of these deep dives and reviews because um, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised what all we've offered. We've kind of changed. We, we try to do a bunch of different stuff. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. And Crossfire X is the latest on that list. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, check out the YouTube. The YouTube has kind of slowed down. Uh, it's not growing like it was. So um, we only launched our YouTube. Well, I guess we relaunched the YouTube a few months back. You guys don't mind going and checking out Loot Rose Podcast. So we've got some good stuff on there as well. Um, that's kind of all of the business. I don't have any new stuff coming out for the other shows. So, um, uh, Zach, why don't you start us off with what all you've been playing? So, been playing Apex as usual. I'm um, still trying to grind ranked, but I uh, I got challenged from Mister C J Anderson, the Sony Pony himself, to play the Outer Worlds. So yes. I I actually started that. Oh, cool, cool. What do you What do you uh, think of it so far? Uh, very very New Vegas esque. Feel feels very very uh, Fallout New Vegas esque. That's pretty cool. That's that's it's, that's high praise. That's people love that game. Uh, it's it's good. I I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, for the most part, I don't really have a I, I don't don't really have any gripes about it yet. I mean, the graphics are kind of uh, they're 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 kind of Fallout graphics, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, that's all you got to say. They're Fallout graphics, if that yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's uh, it's about all I have been playing. Um. We all know what Joe's been playing, but so we, we can just skip him this week. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, yeah. uh, is that your official pass the mic to me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. So I've been playing two games this week, or three games this week. 
because I did play things before I got GT7, and I'm technically not playing GT7 right now, because I feel like I can't really concentrate on racing while I'm on a podcast. Shocker, I know. You gotta get a little closer to your mic, Joe. I'm right up, I'm right up, I'm right up on it. I'm right up on it. There's something messed up with my game tonight, too. Yours, too. Yours is reading really low, too, Daryl. It might just be that Zencaster is, you know, not grabbing our audio the, the most elegantly. So Yeah, it's, um, and Zencaster sucks. Uh, what's new? Um, so I've been playing three games this week. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is um, Gothic Arcanina or Arcanine or I don't know how the fuck to pronounce this game. I don't speak English well, so it's all good. I didn't go to the Derek Zoolander school for people who speak words good. There you go. So, <laughs> so this game is uh, interesting. We, I got it for free, I think, during like one of those Humble Bundles. And it's it's a game. kind of so 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 the gothic series apparently goes way back to like ps3 or ps2 and there's like tons of them i never played any of them so i like i just got i just like put this game in one day and i was like let me check this out so it plays kind of like skyrim if skyrim was janky and shitty and came out before skyrim so i mean skyrim does play janky but no this is like super jank um so the characters, the character models for all the NPCs look like the same guy, and it just like reused animation. So like <laughs> they just reskin him a little bit. Yeah, they just like change his hat and his color and his like robe and stuff. And I'm, I'm like, what the <laughs> he's hell? got a blue shirt. He's I'm like, this guy shirt. is the same guy I just talked to 25 seconds ago. Like, there's no way this is not the same guy. And I was like, all right, this one point off for that. Um. <laughs> And I, <laughs> he's gonna break down the review scale, the scale right there. And then, you reuse the same character model, and, and then apparently, and then apparently, like, like the quests, like the map markers, so bad that like the first quest, I like walked around for three hours trying to figure out where the thing was, and then I was like, oh, the cave's right there. But like oh, the, okay. but like the map's just terrible, terrible, terrible map. It's 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 a game I recommend for those who want to beat a game. Like I don't even, I'm not even paying attention to the story. Like I'm just pressing X and flying through it and just beating the missions. I think I'm about like seventy five percent through the through the campaign now, Dang. and I'm only like level sixteen. So like now I'm fighting stuff that's like way higher level, but I'm like, but my skills are so maxed out for like hand to hand combat that I'm like killing things in like four hits. So Dang. yeah, it's like one of those games where like if you max out your skills, like kind of like Fallout, you can just manipulate the game even though like you're low level. So. It's an interesting game. I, I'd say if you got it for free at any point or have it, check it out. It's it's okay. What are you playing it on? Uh, PS4. Okay. Well, PS5, but yeah, it's a PS4 game. So it's okay. It's okay. It's a. Uh, it's called Arcani. Arcana. Arcania. Arcania. That's what's called. I can read. I can read. He went to school. Words. I did it. I did it. Words. 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 Um. Other than that, I played. Uh, Yee's Eight on the Switch, and that is a really amazing RPG where you basically get like deserted on an island, and you have to collect all of the people that get deserted with you. You have to like save them, and then they can do special things. Like one becomes an apothecary, and then one becomes like your um your ability to do like like lift heavy logs when you get like eight people found, and when you get like twenty people, you can lift even bigger rocks and stuff. So it's pretty. It's a pretty cool concept for a game. I'm really digging it. I'm about seven or eight hours in, and I'm loving this game. Like, it's probably one of the best RPGs I've played in a long time. Dope, dope. I think I think uh, 
TJ and um and JT have beaten this game in the past. So oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then I played one more game before I got to the main event. I forgot that I played this, but I played it while I was downloading said game. So so you know when you have to download a game or pre-download a game, or when you forget to pre-download the game because you pre-ordered it. And then you don't realize that, oh, crap, I only have four hours before this game launches and it takes three hours to download because it's such a massive game. Yeah. Dude, the game's three, 100 gigs. Dang. I was, like, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, Grand Turismo 7 is 100 gigs, by the way. Or a lot of cars. Yeah, it's a lot to of To start lot, with. Lots it's of stuff. Lots it's going to be so much bigger. Yeah, it's going yeah, to be massive, dude. So I played Grand Theft Auto Vice City Remastered. Nice. And I have to say, it plays really well. It's janky as shit, though. And, like, when you, like, hit people on the streets, they go, like, flying. Like, the physics are all messed up in this game. <laughs> like, I hit some guy in, in on his motorcycle, and not only did he fly, but the motorcycle went, like, over a building and, like, off of, like, you couldn't see it anymore. It just kept going. And I was, like, and then I hit somebody, and you know how, like, in the old games, like not like the new Grand Theft Autos, where like you go through the windshield if you hit yeah. something. It's mm-hmm. like so my car like went flying backwards and did like fifty flips and turns and then just like landed and blew up. Like I didn't have time. It didn't like you know how like it catches fire. It was catching fire while it was moving backwards and spinning. Jeez. So like I didn't have time to get out of it. It blew up like in midair before it stopped. To, like stopped on the ground. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I should have captured the footage and put it on our Facebook page, but I totally forgot to do that. Yeah, don't you love that? Oh my god! But I was doing the stupid taxi cab trophy because it's only like I think it's yes. like twenty. It's only twenty five people. So it was like, oh really wow, easy. the other one's a hundred. No, yeah. it's, it's twenty five in Vice City. They dropped. They dropped it. That's Man. awesome. So yeah, and then I played Gran Turismo Seven, the real racing simulator. <laughs> Whew, man, what can I? What? How do I start this off? Um, I'm a huge Gran Turismo fan. Um, I really was disappointed with GT Sport, mainly because it was just an online racer. And while it like while it was an immensely successful game as far as like the racing community goes, like I mean, it's it, Sony like sponsors like like racers and now like across the world and like people who are grand champions in the game are in this game in the new game as like tutorial guides, which I think is pretty friggin' rad but man this game just it's it's a love letter and a love letter on the 25th anniversary of gran turismo it's like everything you would want 25 years later in this game it plays just like gran turismo 2 as far as like the scope and the concept and the you know you go and you get your license and then you um you buy more cars i will say this is the first thing i'll say very very first thing this is my like ultimate like end all be all like this is what the game is if you guys like cars and you like pokemon gran turismo <laughs> gran turismo 7 is pokemon for cars you gotta wow. get them all like that's literally the point of the game is to collect all the cars in the world like you literally have a collector level it like you don't have a driver level in this so it's not like gt sport where you have a driver level and everything you do contributes to your driver level i miss that immensely I love the driver level system. I thought it was the best thing in GT's, GT Sport, and I was hoping that they were going to carry it over into this game, but unfortunately, they did not. So instead, you have a collector level. So 
Every time you unlock a new car, you get points based on the rarity of the car. And then based on that, you level up. So like I'm like level seven and I have like 18 cars, but I have like three supercars. So that's why my level is so high already. Like I got I unlocked one like supercar from like winning this one cup and I got like two levels in one like in one car. And I was like, holy shit, because like I was like level five and all of a sudden I dropped to level seven. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Hold the whole hold the phone. But I have to say, like the haptic feedback in this game, Daryl, just it's good. Wow, dude. Wow. You can feel the difference in every car. Like you can feel it when you brake and when you press the gas, you can feel how different the cars handle. When you go over a bump, you can feel the bumps. That's it's awesome. just so cool, dude. It's like it's like people play with Rustmaster wheels and stuff like that, but like I'm just happy playing with my controller. Like it's just it's just an amazing experience. And I know like people were t- telling me like, "Oh, it's janky as far as like, you know, the people look really ugly and stuff." And I'm like, "Are we really there for the people? Like the spectators? Like are we caring about that or are we caring about the racing and the driving, which is very smooth and well put together?" And I feel like this is the easiest game to learn how to play if you've never played a racing game or you never or you're new to Gran Turismo. It has tutorials built into everything you do. And the main campaign is really like a kind of tutorial in a sense where you do these things called menus now, guys. So it'll you'll go to like the Gran Turismo Cafe, which is like your main your like you go you have like a world map and then you have like your license tat your license is your world circuits, your garage your tuning shop, um, brand central where you can buy new cars. And then there's this new feature called cafe menu or the cafe for interesting cafe. And when you go to the cafe, you speak to like these different guys and they give you missions basically. And like, they can be as simple as like, you know, collect these three cars and come back to me. And then it tells you all about the cars you just collected in like detail. Like it does like a cinematic and it's like, this car was created in this year and this is the importance of it. Or this is what FF cars like front front, uh, our front engine cars like these are what they are and this is why they're important and this is what they've done for racing and these are the first racing cars yada 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 but i just as a car person like a person who loves cars and that was instilled in me when i was a little kid by my father like i love this game it's absolutely phenomenal i i have to say like i got into a mission where like it like it was like oh um upgrade your car to um to 400 plus pp which is like your kind of like your performance points for your car so every time you like upgrade something in your car, your performance points go up based on the upgrades in your car. So instead of having like horsepower requirements and stuff like that, everything has PP requirements in this one and country requirements. So like I went to I was going to a race right before we started where like I just maxed out this dope ass car and wasted a lot of my money. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you can't take this car here because it's not from Europe. And I was like, motherfuckers. So I had to go get another car and race grind for like three hours to get enough money to upgrade a car that I could go there with. So I love the rinse and repeat grind of Gran Turismo. I know it's not for everybody, but as someone who loves racing games and loves simulation racing, I'm going to play this for a long time. And the online trophies aren't too bad for those like interested. Like I think the it's play 50, it's play 50 online races. You don't have to win any. And it's also, um, you have to drive a certain amount of distance playing online races, which will probably be more than 50 races, but nonetheless, I'm I'm enjoying the game thoroughly. I've put about 7 or 8 hours into it. I have about 17 or 18 cars now. And I, I'm loving it, dude. Um, there's simple trophies like buy an electric car, 
There's other trophies like buy a safety car, buy a pickup truck was one of them. I just did that. Um, so here's something for both of you. Um, you know the games on PS4 and PS5, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So there is no playing the game twice. That's the only problem I see. One trophy list. No. No, 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 Daryl. Two trophy lists. But it's just like um, Dying Light, where everything is cross-progression. Because you only have one account because it's linked to your Sony account. So when you put the four, PS4 version in, I was like, all right, here we go. I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll just play it with no cars. I'll see how it is. And it just booted up everything for my PS5 save. Huh. Because the game's always online. Because it has to find your account. That's another downfall with this game that I don't like. It's an always online game. Meaning that if their servers go down or Sony servers go down, you can't play the game at all. The only thing you can play is arcade races. And they don't even count for anything. Sounds like you don't own the game. That's the modern age, man. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the age we live in. Yeah, but the problem is, is you bought the game. It's not like it's it's not like a streaming service, you know. I mean, yeah, I bought a digital copy too, though, so like it's not like I own it anyway. Like I know what I'm getting into when I buy digital. The, the problem is, my impatient ass doesn't want to wait till nine o'clock when the store opens the next morning. I want to play it at midnight. Same thing with WWE. No. I feel that, dude. Yeah. I spent a hundred dollars on WWE. Yeah, you I, got you got the digital deluxe, so that way you could play it three days earlier. Yeah, like a dumbass. Even though, like. Do I really need to play it three days earlier? I have Gran Turismo. Probably not, but like I have to. Pl- I have to play it on Tuesday. Have to. Like absolutely have to. <laughs> I've waited two years for this damn game. Have to play it on Tuesday. I'm. I'm See, super. I, I heavily debated it. I'm super psyched. Well, no, it's, I'm not it's doing either, it. I'm not it's waiting. E- it's either that or the eighty dollars cross gen bundle, Daryl. No, it's you can you can you can pay sixty dollars for it. Well, if you do the eighty dollars cross gen bundle, you get the PS4 and the PS5 version. Yeah, I'm uh I'm just gonna wait, dude. I after being burnt so many years in a row, I'm gonna wait. I was considering it, like heavily considering just waiting and because my friends are getting it on Tuesday and see what they think. But I don't know. I, I just wanna play it. And I know I'm gonna play it if it's janky anyway, because it's WWE and I did the same thing, man. I, I played all of them and I I get so mad. Like two thousand I hated two thousand fifteen. I in two thousand fifteen I said I'll never get another one. I bought two thousand sixteen. That's the one with Stone Cold on the cover, right? Yep, Stone Cold on the cover, yeah. That was the first next-gen one. Yeah, I remember that game. That game was just so janky because it was just the first next-gen one. It, like, everything was bare bones. Yeah, and then I played um, I played 2016. 2017 was okay, the one with Brock on the great. front. 17 yeah. and 19 are great. Yeah, 18 was awful, dude. I hated 18. That's why they changed everything in 19, and they got yep. everything perfect in 19, and then they fucked it all up in 20. With 20, yep, yep. Like, oh. The only thing I really don't like about 22, if you if you haven't watched, is that um, there's the it's very dated. Like all the models for all the characters are like 12 months old. Like literally, I don't even understand how this is possible. But I, it might have been because they had to do so much production on pulling all the guys out of the game that got fired. Like that Vince like wouldn't approve. Like like I guess um I guess there was an interview with one of the guys saying like the only rules were if you got fired from the company. For unlawful, like, like for uh, like a, a reason other than being released, or if you got released and you signed with another company, you couldn't be in the game. The only exception was Keith Lee and Jeff Hardy, I think, because they they didn't sign officially or weren't going to sign with anybody up until the the game went gold. They couldn't do anything. Ah, I got you. But but you know they could probably still just remove them if they wanted they, to. Yeah, they probably could. 
I don't think they're going to. It'd be really fucked that they remove Keith Lee because I I love Keith Lee and I can't wait to play as him. I was gonna be I was actually mad that like you don't get Adam Cole this year and stuff like that. You can't, but I mean, with community creations, you can recreate all that stuff anyway. Oh, they're they'll yeah, be in there week, the first week. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be crazy, Daryl. With the creations being combined this year, like it's it's cross platform creation studio now. Yeah. Not they're never so like all the best creators usually create on Xbox. If you didn't know that. So oh, see, we, I, I play on get both. All those. So now we so, get all those. Yeah, I play on both. So I've always downloaded on both platforms. Just, you know. Yeah, now we get them on both, though, which is pretty sweet. I'm excited to see what, you know, they pull off. I'm just mad there's only 100 creator slots, though, because, like, if you download everybody from AEW and, like, all the people that are missing from, from WWE, that's, like, all. That's, like, 100 right there. Yeah. I hate how they don't let you do 20 downloads a day. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was a that was a Ukes thing. I don't know if they're doing that again this year. Uh, they haven't confirmed or denied it. I do know that they didn't touch universe mode like at all, which is kind of disappointing. Actually, they nerfed it kind of. They took out the uh, the promos, so you can't do those promo. You can't put promos in your show anymore. Like it's only matches. Yeah, I finally got my first trophy. Nice. <laughs> That's like my first trophy in two weeks. <laughs> That's facts. Congratulations. Oh, man. I remember so, my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll go into what I've been playing uh, outside of what I've already mentioned, which is um, Crossfire X on the old Xbox. I can't believe I am... you finished it. All right, guys, I'm going to patch this into the show. There's a section in here where we're talking about games. We're talking about Shadow Warrior 2, and I talk about Crossfire X a little bit, but like we had some audio issues, and I wasn't able to recover some of that conversation. Uh, so there is a bit of an abrupt jump where I go from Crossfire X into Shadow Warrior 2, which are the games that I'm playing, and you didn't really miss very much because most of everything is covered on the deep dive on our patreon so i would highly suggest and recommend and and ask you guys check out the patreon check out my crossfire x review and i'm going to jump right back into talking about shadow warrior 2 uh so with shadow warrior 2 i've owned it for a while but i've never played it and t-bird back when he was on the show uh he talked about it he played it and he said that, that basically shadow warrior 2 is Shadow Warrior 1, but leaning more into the humor. And he said it's a very excellent game, and he's not wrong. So I've been, I started it a little before the show. I did some studying. I've been busting out my practice tests. I've been doing very well on them, feeling pretty good. I was like, you know what? I'll play a little bit of games before our interview. Knocked out the first two missions uh, on shadow warrior two, which are really essentially tutorial ish, you know, like there's not a ton going on. That's like detrimental to what you're going to be doing in story. Um, but it's, it's hilarious. It leans more into the humor of shadow warrior. Um, the open world, well, I say it's open world. It's open areas. Like they're there. It feels open world because you can, you've got like a, like an indicator telling you where you need to go, but you can kind of go anywhere on the map and there's tons of crap everywhere. Um, so the, it's very fun. Like the combat's great. Like the weapons are great. Um, it's, I'm having an absolute blast. I've got a freaking chainsaw and I'm cutting up these spider looking creatures. By the way, Tricky, do not play Shadow Warrior 2. There are all kinds of spiders, like freaking crazy looking spiders, spiders with skulls and spines dragging around. 
Like it's just, it's awesome. But the humor is hilarious. Like they really, really lean into the fact that the guy's name is Wang. Uh, he's got like an encyclopedia essentially of things in the game and items and stuff. It's called the Wangopedia. So um, what happens so far in the story is there is this girl you're sent to find and to protect. And she has been um, essentially possessed by some sort of demon or so you think. And uh, there's tons of demons in the game. So it's very on brand. But uh, <laughs> she, um, this mutual friend of you, of both of yours that has you, you know, going to save her tries to do some sort of spell to save her soul and puts her in your brain in your, so her soul is in your body with you. So she's basically like a, um, a Cortana, but with a bad attitude and you guys don't get along and it is hilarious. Like just the stuff that it's very, it's a little much actually just to how much they argue and how much trash they talk to each other. So the game is, it doesn't take itself serious. The combat is awesome. The writing is, is funny. Uh, Shadow Warrior 2, I highly recommend. And the reason why I went ahead and jumped into it is because I want to play Shadow Warrior 3. And since Sony thought it was a good idea to give it to me for free instead of making me buy it, I'm like, well, hey, I better take advantage of that. So, And uh, from what I've read, Shadow Warrior 2 takes about seven and a half hours to beat. Again, that's according to how long to beat. So that could be a total lie. It could be 15 hours for all they all I know. Um, and then the uh, Shadow Warrior 3 is coming in at about five and a half hours. Again, how long to beat is usually underestimates, um, in my opinion. So, uh, But I figured those would be games I could knock out, you know, this weekend, next weekend in my breaks. I, too, have been pledged to play some other games. So I'm going to be jumping into Final Fantasy VII Remake coming up soon. I have been um, promised that I will be playing uh, Sleeping Dogs soon and even got uh, a hint of some cyberpunk being thrown at me, too. So we'll see what happens there. So the, pa- the Patreon pledges, <laughs> yeah, I know. The Patreon pledges are coming in and they're hot. So uh, I figured in between some of these huge games that I'm getting ready to have to play, I'd knock out a couple short ones. And once I'm done with my MLO, hopefully next uh, – Fingers crossed. Hopefully next weekend I'll be done with my MLO. Hopefully by the next time you guys hear from me, I will be finished and completed my exam and, and passed. And I will be taking a much needed break to dive into some video games and um, while I'm waiting on my license. so And then when I'm licensed, I start my second job. So it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be interesting. And uh, so, yeah, that's been me. That's really it. That's all I've been playing. I, again, I've been really hardcore about my studies and like not playing video games, not even having video games play themselves. So you didn't even been, go see the Batman. I didn't even go see the Batman. And my wife has offered more than once for me to go this weekend and watch it. But I, you know, I'm trying to make sure that all of my free time, the only time I'm taking away from my studies was to do the podcast. And then the hour before the podcast, Whenever I started Shadow Warrior, while I was waiting on the interview to start, so I've been very serious about it. And then again, of course, we did soccer and uh, brunch. So I guess if you want to be technical, your Saturday was pretty open. Yeah, I mean, I I spent several hours in the books today, but um, 
you know, usually it's uh, I get some good gaming in. So this has not been the case as of late. So um, with all that being said, that's what we've been playing. Um, Zach, you want to you got our leaderboards ready to rock and roll? Uh, no, but I can. Oh, OK. Well, then tell you what, while you're bringing up the leaderboards, I will jump into the backlog beatdown. So, this is like prime time for you guys to uh to, to pass, pass. yeah, yeah. I, I should be uh you guys should be kicking my butt right now so um there we go just updated so here we go in first place still cj holding on that lead uh with 33 points we got diego coming in hot with 28 points uh myself gareth and jt all still tied at 26 uh redbeard rick coming in at 22 um Joseph Priestley, 16. I'm styling on your bro at 14. We got Alex and Corey at nine. Noah and Zach at eight. We got James. Yeah, the- Ghost Where are you at? I'm at 10 now. I finished the Cold War campaign. When did you did you post that? I did. You even liked the post. When did you do it? Come on. I don't lie to me. When, when, You're when fired you? last weekend. Whoa, 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 whoa. JT's man in the sheet, bro. I'm just reading stats. So. Uh, we'll give well, you two. JT, JT, you're almost fired. Yeah, way to go, JT. Way to let us down, JT. Way, 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 way to make me look stupid from my friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm your friend now? Uh, I, I was talking about Joe. Oh. And Lo Wang from Shadow Warrior. Did <laughs> <laughs> um, We got James the Nerd with seven, Jared with seven, Tricky Mick with seven. I, I want to take a pause for a second. Have you guys noticed how tricky? If he's not playing spam, he ain't getting points. Facts. Tricky and I have been our year been on our year long spam celibacy, and it's really it's really hurting him. So I I've basically quit playing games altogether, and he still can't catch me. So get good, scrub. We got I feel like you're throwing down the gauntlet. At this point. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I mean, hey, bring it on. I'm basically giving you a, a pass to. To catch up with me, Tricky. So um uh we got Homer with six, Yield with six, uh MZ with five, James McCall with three, T Bird with three, uh Jim with two, Game Squat with two, Kali with two, Levi and Spider Packs with two. So there we go. Um I do want to give a special shout out to Redbeard Rick and James the Nerd. Uh them boys working together, knocking out Minecraft Dungeons and popping a platinum trophy. Congratulations. James on your first platinum. So it's really cool, man. Um, sitting down with the boys and playing games with them, like with my sons. And when they get their, you know, when they got their first platinums and things like that, it was really awesome. So uh, very cool. I love seeing that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's uh, that was kind of me today. We uh, so my daughter's been like enjoying roller skating, and so we took her to a roller skating rink that's local here that. Uh, is only open for like family skate for two hours and yeah. uh, they have like a little arcade area there and she was like dad can we go play games dad I want to go play games can we go play games dad let's go play games dad sweet we played uh, the so you know how like they got like the Jurassic Park and the Transformers like where you sit down and you have like usually like a turret or something in front of you and you shoot at targets kind of House of the Dead style yeah yeah. so they have the they had the Walking Dead one there and that's what uh her her and my wife actually played that together and they were they were having a blast i was like well here goes all of my money that's dope that's it yeah we were doing that with uh pinball today just freaking 
Eating dollar bills, playing some pinball. Oh, we have a sick place in uh, New Jersey. It's called Silver Balls, and it's like a pinball museum. And you can play. It's like an all you can play place. Like you pay like a certain amount of hour. You just sit there and play all day. Yeah, we have one of those here too. Uh, except for it's uh, the pinball machines. You have to pay. I think it's fifty cents for to play. But the all the arcade games are are a flat price. You pay ten dollars to get in, and you can play from four p.m. to eleven p.m. And it's like all like old eighties arcade games. That's dope. So that's pretty cool. So. All right, you got the uh, leaderboards brought up? I do, I do. All right, so we're going to start on the true achievement side this week. In first place is Sadik with 8,765 Whoa. achievement points. The dude's been cranking out numbers last week. Didn't he have, he had like, I think it was like 30,000? Something crazy. Yeah. It was something, yeah, it was something crazy. It was the back first, like, back back. Five, yeah, five-digit one we had. And then in second place, Mr. Sony Pony 2 u CJ with 7,640 achievement points. That's a lot. And then in third, the and the difference between first and fourth is substantial. In third place is I'm styling on you, bro, with 560 achievement points. <laughs> and then yours truly in fourth place with 430 achievement points. And then Dump Liquor in third place with 320 achievement points. Get it. Shout out Dump Liquor. Oh, and you know what? Happy birthday. I meant to say that last week when you and I recorded. Dump Liquor and I share the same birthday. So, oh. Yeah, it was, there's, I mean, there's like an 11-year difference between us. Um, but yeah, he and I share the same birthday. And, and what's crazy is my neighbor has the same birthday as well. And there's a, about a almost a 20-year difference between me and him. So uh, it was wild. Like, uh, all of a sudden, I'm I meeting mean, all these people that have the same birthday as me. It's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. You want to know what's crazy though? Daryl is actually on the leaderboard this week. Uh for he's he's in ninth with fifty <laughs> achievement Fire. points. No, for Injustice Two was your last okay, one. Yeah, yeah, one Injustice fight as the Flash. It <laughs> 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 was one Injustice. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. And then Crossfire is the other one. Like, there's like two achievements for Crossfire. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on over to the true trophies leaderboard. In first place, Mr. Affectatious Donk with 450 trophies. He is uh, grinding out some Horizon Forbidden West right now. Yeah. And then in second place, the Chosen Sigil with 75 or 75. She's 72 trophies. I was trying to give him three extra trophies. And then in third place. The Loot Bros own Mr. TMNT84 with 59 trophies. We already know what he's been playing. Fourth place is Redbeard Rick with 38 trophies, and he is playing Final Fantasy VII. Good to see some, some change on the board instead of weird games that I have no idea what they are. And then in fifth place with 25 trophies is Gaz Davis 11. Yeah, Gaz has been knocking out some cool stuff, and he was actually a guest on Trophy Horse this past week. And he did a fantastic job. So yeah, it was a very good episode. I yeah. enjoyed it as well. That was a really good episode, and I, I like that was a three-hour-long loot bro style episode of people having some great conversations. So and thankfully, Tricky didn't talk about pizza for another thirty minutes. Oh my gosh, that was so amazing! That was <laughs> one of the best episodes they've ever done, dude. It really <laughs> was. It, it's it was personality. A I, yeah, I agree. It was, and he got like, dude, the actual genuine gut laugh that yield and alex had from his rant was it was awesome it was such a genuine like 
awesome moment on their show. And I've been listening to that show for years. I've been a guest on it dozens of times. And uh, it, and I, I really, I really enjoy those guys. And that, I swear, that was the most candid and like genuine those guys have probably ever been on show that I've ever noticed. And it was such a freaking hilarious rant from Tricky, freaking out about pizza, <laughs> which like I, the whole time I was listening to it, I was working and I was like, oh my gosh. I want a beanie weenie pizza. I want to find, I want to find <laughs> and taste a beanie weenie pizza. So. No, if you've never had, if you've never had one before, though, in all seriousness, if anybody in the world can find a uh, a pastrami pizza, ten out of ten, super good. Thanks. So yeah, I told my wife after listening to that episode because I listened to them in reverse order. I listened to the most recent one, the three hour long one. And then immediately followed it up with the with the pizza rant episode, um, just because of the nature of what I've been doing all week. I lost two employees, so I've been Ooh. filling in in um, oh, no in their area. Oh, dude, my life's been terrible. <laughs> it's just been it's been awful. So, um, you know, I've been filling in in these in these different spots, or whatever. So I've had a lot of podcast listening time. So I like was just going down. What are the longest shows I've got? Let me let's go with it. Bro, that new sacred symbols. It was bro. four hours, dude. Four hours. <laughs> I, was, I, I almost. I, I just finished it this morning, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is such a good episode." It was. It was so good. But I listened to the whole thing in one sitting. <laughs> dude, I am totally back into sacred symbols. Like, I am one hundred percent hooked again. To where I almost started listening to the Xbox podcast because I actually want to see Colin. I actually want to hear those guys talk about Xbox, like yeah. I do. It's not bad. Uh, I don't love Mr. Matty Place. Like he kind of gets on my nerves. Um, but his co-host um, is uh, from the Iron Lords podcast. His name's uh, Cog. He is. He's pretty cool. He's very interesting. I like him. So, um, but yeah, it's it's cool. Every now and again, Colin will go on there and do like a guest episode or like their their Sacred Symbols or Defining Duke Plus or whatever. So um, it's good. I, I quite enjoy. Um, that network, you know, of podcasts that they do. So even the uh, even the episodes of Knockback and stuff like that. So I mean, I'm all I'm all about their, their stuff. Then they like if you uh, and this, it, I hate to even pimp it on the show because it's you know a conflict of interest, I guess. But <laughs> um, their Patreon, you can get involved in their Patreon for a dollar and get their bonus episodes and the interviews they're doing on Sacred Symbols Plus. Man, Vincent oh, Janito one was great. That was a good one. But they just had um. They just did one. It was like um, Christians in gaming with uh, the dude from uh, was it Switchblade or uh, the Christian Geek Network or whatever it is. Um, anyways, it, it was such a good episode, and it's 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 crazy to me that like you know Colin is the only person bringing in all these different diverse voices because the dude goes out and got the um, the the dude or chick or whatever she's going by from the gamer and um had that person on for the um uh just got to talk about video games journalism and how trash they are you know and straight called called them out for some of the the ridiculous writing and stuff they've had and some of the blatant lies they've they've published um had the freaking dude on talking about like china and um you know communism and like tencent and all the they're reaching into the games industry. I mean, just like having some of the craziest, best interviews 
in, in podcasts right now, especially in gaming. So I'm a, I'm an I'm an achievement. All Booyah! Wow, wow, wow. No one anyways, cares. No one cares. So I, that's what I did, man. I listened to just some mad podcasts this week while working, and it was uh I I, I needed those big episodes. So shout out to the trophy horse for three hours of uh, of good, interesting content. So that was good. So. I was like, oh it? shit. I was like, oh shit, the episode was good and Tricky was on it? Man. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? So Joe, weren't you on there recently? Didn't didn't I just I was on there you? right before you were. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I thought. I thought you were on there recently. So Zach, you're you're next up, bud. You gotta get you gotta get on there. Uh once AEW actually uh, uh doesn't have doesn't have a show on Sundays. <laughs> or if wow. Tricky would actually hit me up before twenty minutes before he wants to record. Yeah, yeah he's, he's notorious for that. He's hey, hey, we're recording in thirty minutes. Do you want to record? You can record from your phone. It's okay. Yeah, he does have it set up pretty good where he can record all the voices. You can record from McDonald's. Hey, man, <laughs> those are some of the best episodes. So. It's because Tricky's got his McDonald's and he's happy. Well, as long as I ain't a spicy chicken nugget, because that almost killed him. Ooh, that's fair. <laughs> those are yeah. so good, though. I've never had one. They're good. I don't know why they got rid of them. They're fired. McDonald's is fired. It's Shamrock Shake season two, by the way. McDonald's Bro, sucks. If it was only Shamrock and McRib season at the same time. What is a Shamrock Shake? It's like a minty shake. Ugh, yeah. Never mind. You lost me. It's really good. No, you need to go have one. I don't one. do go, mint anything. You know, you know, you need to. You need to go have one. Change your life. The only thing change I do is my toothpaste and my mouthwash. It will change your life. Negative Ghost Rider. I can't hey. tell me about that. You know what? You said you'd give anything a try once. Go give it a try once. If you don't like it, you don't have to get it again. Except I mean, for you play Xbox, you give and butt stuff. Those are my uh, those are my exceptions. I mean, could I poop in the sock first? Hey, speaking of poop socks, I'm glad you brought that up. So our good friend and my co-host for the comic cast, uh, Josh Adams, is working on some great designs for our new merch store that will launch eventually. And we are going to have a poop sock shirt. So, yes, JT, you're going to finally get what you wanted. I saw the rough outline for the poop sock, and I think it's going to be good. Oh, can you please send that to the group? (laughs) <laughs> as soon as I have like, as soon as I have them, oh. like the, the problem is Josh is doing so much work right now. Like he's working on this comic book for legacy. Um, he's working on his own comic book. And then every time you turn around, I'm finding bands and uh, YouTubers and stuff that need an artist. So I'm constantly sending work as well. Like bro, check out my boy, Josh, check out my boy, Josh, check out my boy, Josh. So like he just did some amazing hand-drawn artwork for um, the band unworthy. Some good friends of mine. And uh, they have a song they just dropped called She'll, uh, She Leads You to Hell or something like that. But were they worthy of his work? They were unworthy of his work because his work is better than anything we all do. He, dude, the artwork is so freaking good. Like, Josh is a monster. Like, it's awesome. So I got I commissioned him for five Loot Bros um, logos and T-shirts. So That's a lot. Jeez. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's... Um, so it's going to be good. It's going to be really good stuff. And um, we're going to have a nice, sweet um, Loot Bros merch store. And then hopefully I'll start seeing some of these uh, some of these guys rocking some new swag. And like I said before, when I first announced it, I'm going to set the price as cheap as I can get it. Like, we're not in this to make any money. 
This is strictly so that you guys can have cool stuff and that we can have cool stuff. And I would just highly encourage anyone and everyone um, to pick up a shirt, not because we'll be making, uh, we'll make pennies off of it, literally pennies. Like when I set the store up, I'll, I'll actually break it down on the show. Like it'll most likely be less than a dollar per shirt. Um, but I just want like people to have cool things that are like, you know, fun stuff we've done on the show. So a poop sock loot bros t-shirt is happening. So it's going to be freaking sick. That's craptastic. It is awesome. So you guys got anything you, know, you want to tackle or talk about before we get out of here? Cause we got, it's going to be a very meaty show. The Batman was a nine out of 10. This is where we jump into the interview section of the show, guys. This is where we jump into an interview with the Tales from the Podcast crew. A little bit of everything in this interview. There was a group of guys that was uh, really awesome. They came on, and, and we got to talk shop. So it was a really good conversation. Uh, I'm going to save all the Batman talk for our Patreon. There's about an hour's worth of just Batman conversation. So that is going to be a bonus episode on the Patreon that you will be able to receive at the $1 tier. So definitely we'd highly recommend you guys go on there, check out the Patreon, check out all the fun stuff we got going. And here we go. Here comes the interview section of the show. It's the Lupros podcast. We're going to talk about video games and mow your grass. Lupros podcast. We're going to talk about butts and slurp and penis. So stay. Ooh. All right, guys. I am here with uh, Justin uh, Bustle. Am I saying it right? Is it Bustle? Yeah. yeah. You're like right, the Justin. first person to get that right on the first try. I'm just going to go ahead and. Round of applause for you oh, right thank away. You, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I'm, uh, I, I won't say I've been practicing, all right? I'm just totally shot from the hip on that one. So oh. I'm sitting here with uh, Justin Bustle. I've got Ron. Am I saying this one right? Pure Tree? No, no, yes. it's not at all. Purdy. It's Ron Purdy. There Purdy. you go. Purdy. Right. Well, I'm, in the, I'm, in, I'm from the South, so Purdy is, is about as best as I can do. Uh, and then I got Chuckles McNasty here with me. And uh, uh, you guys are all working together on a brand new comic book. I've been uh, teasing this on our show. We've had uh, we had Josh Josh Nealis on a few weeks ago, and uh, you guys are getting ready to launch Tales of Shock and Terror. Is that correct? Um, yeah, it's actually already going on Kickstarter. Um, not only that, we're over two hundred percent funded. We've already unlocked three stretch goals, and we're like this close to getting this fourth one opened up too. Awesome, awesome, yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, so what I want to do is I kind of want to go around uh, the group and have you guys introduce yourselves, kind of what you do in the content creation space aside from the comic, uh, and then maybe even you know, kind of let the audience know uh, what you're doing as far as the comic book itself, uh, itself excuse me, uh, goes. So, Justin, why don't you start us off? Okay, well, um, I'm a podcaster. I've done a little bit of everything. I you can look me up on IMBD. You can check out my website at Tales from the Podcast for all of the links. I do a show um, about Tales from the Crypt. I also do another show where I just do horror films with Mr. Chuckles McNasty here. Um, those are the main things I like to cover. Uh, as far as the comic book, it was an idea I came up with a while ago and kind of waited for the right people. I ended up meeting Chuck and Ron and wanted them to do something with me. Um, obviously, I mean, we all get along pretty well. And, uh, you know, I made sure to like really start bringing up the idea a lot more after I ended up meeting 
our artist Drew Moreland, who uh, I thought had um, some <laughs> incredible talent. So I really wanted to push that further along. I got everybody on board for it, and uh, I mean, um, it, running a successful campaign. Um, our good buddy Josh Nealis was able to come along and throw the Cutthroat uh, Comics logo on there, make us part of the team with him as well, and it's been fun ever since. But yeah, that, that's uh, you know, uh, yeah. I guess I should probably say that I wrote this um, <laughs> one of the the stories in there called Mask, which is um, violent to say the least. So we're not talking about Jim Carrey mask. <laughs> no, no, um, not not at all, not at all. Maybe, but it did start. That did start. Or... That did start as a comic book, though. Okay, so share mask. Yes, closer to that one. <laughs> closer to that. Oh one. shit! Eric, <laughs> Eric Stoltz is somewhere kicking himself. <laughs> I call it the story of Ron Purdy. Okay, okay. I don't know who Ron Purdy is, but that poor <laughs> son of a bitch. All right, well, uh, Mr. Purdy, won't you tell us uh, no, what it is? No, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Anybody I know that's listening to this right now is like, why don't they just fucking say it right? Wow. Um, no, they're all sitting back going, you know what, Ron is kind of Purdy. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a whole other story. That's just there you go. that's that's for my OnlyFans, <laughs> OnlyFans.com forward slash uh, JB takes dicks. Um, well, if you actually, I was, so I got your Kickstarter right here. If you don't mind me kind of inter- interjecting for just a second, if you scroll down about three quarters of the way through, there is a tier that actually says uh, Ron Purdy's OnlyFans. So you can actually click through the Kickstarter into that direction. Right, right. And it's only pegging videos. It's crazy. And like he's not doing the pegging. It's like I mean it's, it's pegging. Well, by definition, by definition, smart ass, I wouldn't be doing the pegging since I have a penis. Fair enough, fair enough. But then I don't know why you had to put the sounding videos on there. Okay, first off, you're talking about a, weird. you're talking about a radio show that nobody knows about but people in your area. Uh first off, a lot of people know what sounding is. I don't know what sounding is, but anyway. So my name is Ron objects and shoving them down your pee hole to stretch your aretha. And you're oddly obsessed with that. You're, I'm not the you one making aretha. Anyway, <laughs> my name is Ron, and I am a writer and a filmmaker <laughs> and a performer, and uh, I host the Ron Perti Show. And um, I'm Jack of Trades, Master of None, bullshit. Um, and in the comic, I wrote the segment called Weather the Storm. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Mr. McNasty, what is it that you're bringing to the table? Um, uh, well, Chuck Nasty, uh, I play in a band called Bastard Sons of a Judas Goat. I do podcasts, I write horror stories. Uh, and yeah, that's that's about all I do when it comes very to this, cool. I guess. Very cool. Very cool. So now, I just kind of want to back up a little bit. So this is, uh, if I'm not speaking out of turn here, I'll, this this comic book that you guys are launching is uh, in the same vein as like Tales from the Crypt? Yeah. Short yeah. stories? Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, basically strongly inspired by EC Comics and what they were doing, uh, you know, most specifically between like 1950 and 1954. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Now, I've got a handful of questions here. Um, so I'm going to kind of bounce around. Uh, our show is very conversational. So if we get off on a tangent, you know, if we want to talk more about Mr. Purdy's OnlyFans, things like that, like that's kind of how we do here on the show. <laughs> fair enough, so, fair enough. 
Can any of us ask questions about his OnlyFans? For the record, for the record, I live in Wisconsin where we eat people for fun. So just to keep that in the back of your head. Right. So you can say that you're a swallower. No, actually, I just get all the 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 protein and then I spit. Oh god, that's so disgusting. <laughs> all right. So I thought we were gonna talk about the comic book. Only fans aside. All right, let's talk about the comic. And then I want to transition to some Tales from the Crypt in general. Uh, and then, Mr. McNasty, I want to talk about your band for a little bit. Because, see, I was interested before, but now I'm like, I'm zoned in. All right. I'm in a band as well. I love, freaking love music. All right. Sweet. As for myself, I'm a huge horror fan as well. Like, I love horror movies. I love, um, I used to be a huge Tales from the Crypt fan. I say it used to be as in the fact that I just haven't watched it in a long time. And then, in preparation for, this conversation, I was like, man, I really want to watch Tales from the Crypt. So I watched uh, Creep Show, Creep Show Two. I know it's not the same thing, um, but that's all I had access to. I didn't even own, I don't own any of the uh, uh, any of the content digitally. You can't stream it anywhere, as far as I understand. YouTube. So YouTube actually has full episodes on there. Yeah, they're, they're not. There. Some of them aren't the best quality, though. But no. There. But if you follow my good friend John Acevedo. He has a channel on there called Cryptube. He is slowly but surely going through every episode from the beginning and doing a 4K restoration on every single episode. So he is not done yet. And it takes a long time to be able to take yeah. these and actually do a 4K restoration. But, I mean, if you do want to watch them in good quality, you can. If not, I mean, you, you can pick up this little box set here. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that coming. For like 50 bucks. Yeah, me either, Ron. Got like a bunch of my comics <laughs> got all over. over. <clears throat> so I actually believe my brother owns all of them physically. And we, uh, you know, back when Voodoo first launched, you could do like a family account and connect your Voodoo's and all that stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go. I know we have them. I know we have them. None of if they're there, I don't have access to them. Like because there, there's a couple different, um, you know, companies out there that won't let the family members view like Disney won't let you view Disney movies through Voodoo if you share right. your accounts or whatever. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. Think well, everything's on Disney Plus now anyway. <laughs> right, right, right. There's no rights to do any streaming, so they probably had to take them off because of that more than likely before anything else. I did a little bit of reading, and that's what I've come up with is it seems like you know, due to the rights or whatever. But so, anyways, let's talk about the comic. That's what you guys are here for. We're trying to sell your comic. You obviously have your Kickstarter going. It seems like it's going very successful. I've listened to a couple other shows and segments where you've jumped on and you've been kind of pitching it. Um, so if you don't mind, Justin, for the audience that has never heard of you, you know, um, what's the elevator pitch for your book and why should they go to Kickstarter right now and jump on it? Oh, well, I mean, first off, the main thing there is, um, <laughs> You've basically said a lot of it. If you're a fan of Tales from the Crypt, if you're a fan of EC Comics, if you're a fan of, like, and I guess to put it in more modern kind of terms and everything, even stuff like Creepshow, which is 100% inspired by EC Comics, anything yeah. that M. Night Shyamalan's done. I mean, the dude does all this stuff with twists. I mean, where did he get that from? The originators was EC Comics of doing all of that stuff. Basically, if you really take back almost any horror thing that you actually enjoy to some point, I guarantee it's probably been done in an EC comic book first. So if you enjoy any kind of horror, if you control things that kind of push the limits and, you know, really kind of scare you and kind of freak you out and make you feel uneasy, then I strongly suggest checking out our Kickstarter of Tales and Shock of Terror and, um, you know, pick up yourself like one to 10 copies. <laughs> 
dig it. I dig it. I dig it. All right. So um, in the uh, conversation of launching this book, what made you decide to, to to do your own comic? Like, obviously, you said you had you had this idea for a while. You're waiting to kind of meet the right group, the right team, per se. Right. But like, what exactly what, what made you wake up and say, all right, today's the day I'm launching a comic book? Well, I mean, I, I've had the idea for a while. I know I've mentioned it to Chuck quite a long time ago. If he remembers at all, I'm not 100% sure on. I do. Um, you know, but I mean, if you know me and watch the show, you can tell, first off, I'm a huge fan of EC Comics, especially, you know, just old horror comic books in general. So what what it really took to get me to the point is like, okay, getting writers is kind of easy. I mean, even since I've launched this project, I've probably had about 10 people reach out to me about if I'm going to do another one and if they can be involved and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's about getting people you can trust and kind of be on the same page with. And, you know, I, I got that for the most part with everybody involved. And I mean, like, I like, you know, I'm, it's basically exactly what I was looking for, but the main thing that was able to push it over the edge there is, you know, trying to find an artist that is capable of doing the styles that I would like. So for like this EC style comic book, one of the big draws, especially with the way Drew did a lot of the stuff is, and, you know, after meeting her and seeing the way she draws, I mean, that that's what really pushed it over. But I mean, her hand-drawn grittiness of it and just like I, I, the, the realism behind a lot of it was just exactly what I was looking for. So as soon as I met her and saw her artwork and talked to her about it, I mean, it was done. I, I mean, I talked to her. I can, I'm not going to say I convinced her to do it. I mean, it really wasn't that hard. She was a hundred percent on board when I explained it to her. So, I mean, it was just a, a really, really good meeting and it turned out to be beneficial for everybody involved. Sure. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right. Uh, Mr. Purdy, how did you get involved in on, on this? He asked, it was really that simple because I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to be very upfront about everything. I'm not the biggest Tales from the Crypt fan. Um, I, I didn't get into it growing up. I would watch it when it was on because I'm older than these two. Um, and so, not, well, enough that, you know, I mean, I was cognizant of what was going on when it first aired on HBO, but I never had HBO. I didn't have a black box or anything. Um, but I first I've been a horror fan for a long time, so it's just kind of goes in the vein, I suppose, of, uh, you know. Now, you and I were you know, kind of chatting before the show. So you are a filmmaker. Yes. And you said you're a writer. Yes. So what, what are some other works that you've been a part of that you've done? Oh, geez. Um, I'm the guy behind the social media massacre. Uh, series becoming undead part three will be coming out this summer um what else nightmare which is a story which is was essentially a a twilight zone episode ripoff and i'm very open about it it was the um uh terror at twenty thousand feet episode if i remember the name with uh, william shatner you know it's on the wing that one um and uh except we did it with a clown on my dad's front lawn and uh, trust me, if you're listening to this, go to YouTube, type in the honk chop and you will not regret it. Um, uh, what else have I done? Oh, God. Um, just all sorts of stuff. Uh, I just put my last film was back in December of. 2020 called who's going to watch you die. 
which is the farthest from horrors you can get, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so there's all sorts of stuff. They're mainly short form. There is a there is one feature uh, out that's on the Blu-ray that I put out um, uh, called Imposter. But other than that, you know, I, I got and then I got some stuff coming up. So very cool. Very cool. All right, rounding it out, uh, Mr. McNasty. How did you get involved in this project? Uh, well. Just from uh, being on the podcast with uh, JB on Tells the Podcast last 2G1C, uh, he had brought up, like you said, he had brought up the idea of having a comic book out for a long time. And he mentioned it, after not mentioning it for a while, he mentioned it again. And then, like, two or three days later, he was like, hey, so we're going to do this. This is, like, a for sure thing. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, get published. I've got... Tons of stories I've written I've never been published before. I've got two like novels I've written never been published. So this is kind of cool that one of my stories actually gets like published in a way, you know. Awesome. But but uh, but yeah, well, that's he was like he'd be a part of it, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to. This would be cool. It's something I've now, always wanted to kind of do. So very cool. Are you a writer by by trade, or is it just something you do as a hobby? Uh, I I, I would say I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a writer by trade. Okay. Um, not tooting my own horn, but I'm not too bad at writing. Toot, toot! <laughs> well, that's why you guys are here. You're here to toot your horns. You know what I'm saying? You're here to, to, to sell your stuff and let everybody know how great you are at what you're doing. And right, so right. Uh, so keeping it in, in on the comic book stuff for right now, um, have you guys, you know, and Justin, you can start us off with this. Has it been difficult to, I mean, obviously you're working with Cutthroat Comics. We had Josh on the show. Right. Has it been difficult to get started and get this going, or has it been like, way wild like just happening really super fast and really cool um well i mean there's just a lot of different aspects of it and everything i guess to pull the curtain back a little bit like you know um i i guess it, it to be honest Excuse me for one second guys i'll be right back my bad <laughs> and you know I, you know this isn't anything against anybody else but like i'm certain it was probably a lot easier for everybody else involved with it but you know drew i mean she did the artwork and everything but like after that, I had to go through and make the Kickstarter, get it all approved, get everything on there, all the images down, go and take the images after they were done, resize them to their correct sizes, fill them up, kind of square them off so they'd look good on pages. Because the comic book itself is actually done. It's ready to print. Um, you know, Basically, after writing everybody's short stories and everything, all I've asked everybody else to do is just share it around and try to get sales so i've tried to make it as easy as possible for everybody else involved and i've kind of just been pushing it like crazy i've probably done about 20 to 25 shows in the last two weeks just promoting it and i mean i have no intention of stopping and you know um as far as any like real challenges and everything with it though i mean the biggest challenge is this like trying to keep the sales going the start of the Kickstarter was amazing. We were funded within less than a day. And I mean, we're almost like, I, I think at the moment, we probably are getting really, really close to 300%. Um, I'm checking it as we... Uh, <laughs> I've actually got it brought up right now. So, Oh, does it tell you? the? Uh, yeah, we're at 258%. It took off quicker than I thought it was going to. I mean, it's yeah, so, pleasantly... Yeah. And so it's it's definitely not bad, you know. Um, it's it's hard to keep the momentum going, but I mean, as long as everyone's continuously kind of pushing it and trying to get people to buy it, and 
bribing their family members and trying to blackmail people into <laughs> it. I mean, we're going to do good. Gotcha. That's awesome. Well, I, I kind of want to focus on that for a little bit because like we've had on the show, we've had uh, indie game devs on, we've had um, comic book guys on uh, right before we had Josh on, we had another comic book company that was launching called legacy comics. Um, I do a comic book show as well. And we haven't done an episode in a while because my co-host is a comic book artist launching his own book and he is doing a one shot for legacy. So I kind of want to, again focus on the the getting started process because you know we have, we interact with a lot of people in our group and and there's a lot of creatives kind of coming in and out and 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 you know creative people are always looking for an outlet but sometimes get roadblocked because they don't know how to get started or they don't know if the you know the google search they did that showed them a way of doing things is the way of doing things um if you had and I will go around the table on this one if you, do you guys have any advice um, for creatives, whether it be comic book artists, uh, writers, podcasters, musicians, whatever, um, on just how to get started or an encouragement for them when they get started with their, their projects? Just, just do it. You know, yeah. The reality well, of it is, is you're going to suck at the beginning, but you're going to find your footing along the way. And the only way to get the process started is to literally start it. You're not going to yeah. be good no matter what you do right away, but... The more you do it, you find your footing, you get better along with it. And you, the, to me, the, the best advice you can have is just put something out, you know, get some feedback, twerk, you know, tweak it a little bit. Twerk it, twerk it. Yeah, you twerk it. The first thing, the first thing, though, like yeah, you had to say, fuck it. Because being a creative uh, type in any way, shape, or form uh, is a blessing as well as a curse. Right. Um, you can like, talk about what anybody else thinks either. You can take their advice, right. but realistically, it's about what you want to do too. Yeah. I mean, I've almost quit fucking playing music. Like I said, I'm done. Like, you know, after this band breaks up or whatever, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Man, I'm going to be a 60, 70 year old guy, hopefully, uh, going to metal shows and hopefully still playing them. You know, there just you. We're gonna, say fuck we're, it. We're coming back to that. All right. So we're going to put a pin in that one. Um, what about you, Ron? Now, you, um, you do all kinds of different creative stuff. So what would I, I would say when it comes to filmmaking, I would say go out and do it. But there are so many people who try to make movies and they just do such shitty jobs um, or like and they use like actual footage from stuff that they shouldn't be using in their stuff. Um, and yeah. uh, I, and it's just like sometime. And, and I guess my biggest point of contention is know your limits. Go out and do it, but don't try and. Don't push the, buttons yet. Yeah, wait, wait until you are established in whatever field you're looking to get into before you decide to to be a fucking dick. Yeah, that's you know. So and no, but know your limits creatively too, because you can't really expect to make something with a ton of CGI like that three hour epic or whatever right away, or you can't expect to write that you know, uh, 48 or 72 page graphic novel right away. You got to baby steps, baby steps, you know, so know your limits. Awesome. Awesome. All right. I want to pivot a little bit. All right. So you guys got the book. You guys were all creatives. You're all, you know, not, I thought I was getting a comic book writer on the show tonight. And then I get friggin', I got writers, I got podcasters, I got filmmakers, I got band members. So like tonight is a bit of a treat for me. 
So I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty excited. So, it's like that little Russian doll. You just keep opening. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Keep taking it all the way out. So I'm going to. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. Can I say Russia? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We might and get out of here. Canceled. No, no. Well, actually, you know, if you just followed up with Orange Man Bad, and then I think you're okay. If, if that's what gets me He's canceled, then people haven't been. Though. If, if if that's what gets me canceled, then people have not been paying any attention. There you go. There you go. Well, I just uh, like the fact that he called us all a treat. Well, hey, I could have said, said a snack, but I was trying to keep it, you know, keep it on the on the way. All right, so you guys do all kinds of cool stuff. All right, so again, in typical loot bros fashion, we're going to pivot a little bit and go down a little bit of a rabbit hole. You guys are all podcasters, different shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some more so successful about- than others. Who would be the least successful in the room? All right, there you go, Mister. <laughs> All right, uh, 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 Ron, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the shows that you've done? You said you're coming up on a big anniversary of podcast. Yes, it's my tenth anniversary. How close are you to that, asshole? Um, How many years are consecutive, asshole? I don't know. I think I pay any attention. But anyway, anniversary we did it for ten. Hey, hey, put your fucking dick away. Nobody's having a dick measuring contest. Christ (laughs) Almighty! Nobody likes that. I'm just gonna call you out. Well, fuck you. How about that? Let's let's have a uh, 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 let's just burn out completely on the Loot Bros show. Um, I've uh, I I have my ten year coming up. I've had uh, multiple times. I've had Peter Weller, you know, the original RoboCop. I've had him on. Um, Do you remember the show Wilfred? I am not familiar with that one. It was on FX. It was like uh, quite a few seasons, but okay. Uh, Elijah Wood and a guy dressed in a dog suit. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've had the guy who created the show on a couple of times. Um, I've had cast members from Sons of Anarchy on. I've had some guests that I probably shouldn't have the right to have living in Podunk, Wisconsin. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, Mr. McNasty, what kind of podcasting have you uh, dabbled in? Uh, well, before I was on Tell Us the, Podca- Tell Us the Podcast. No, you were right the first time. <laughs> um, I, uh, I started a podcast a while back uh, called Nasty Nation, uh, where it's it's me. Like I, I interview band members from different, like, different bands, obviously, and, um, and I rant a lot whatever's going on and that is pissing me off or if I feel like the need it needs to be spoken about. Like I don't do, I do, I don't, it's, it's part of the one that I don't do as much as I used to. Uh, I also do a uh, graveyard talk with my buddy Whitman who, uh, which we talk about horror films and stuff. There's a common theme. Um, and, uh, Oh, and I'm on a new, a, a newer one that, uh, just started called, uh, the video store clerks where it's just, Four dicks talking about horror movies and rambling about stupid shit. It's a lot of fun, actually. Dude, my family owned a video store for a large majority of my adolescent life. That's and cool. it was the greatest thing ever, dude. And my dad was such a horror buff. And it was like, dude, we're going to have like everything. And so at the time, I'm just kind of pulling from memory. We had like a bunch of old school horror stuff, things you'd expect, things maybe you wouldn't. Um, but then, like, we had all the Faces of Death movies. Oh, which, yeah. You know, at, at the time, we're talking mid-90s, late-90s or whatever. It was Still like, see, but but see, like, at, then no one had them. And the only thing you had within miles, you know, several miles of our town was, like a like, a Hollywood video and, like, a Blockbuster video. So you would go to 
our place, Extreme Video, and that's where you would get all of your cool horror stuff. That's where I watched all the Tales from the Crypt stuff. That's where, like, we had, um, like, I remember Bordello of Blood came out, and they sent us this huge, like, promotional package for it. We had posters all over the front of the building with it. Um, that's killer. Dude, it was, it was so awesome. And, like, that was, like, my parents got divorced when I was, like, 13. And my dad, like, the way he dealt with it was we would work at the video store. You know, obviously, after we got to school, we'd just show, we'd go up there. And we would watch movies at the video store. And then we'd go home and then watch horror movies at night and then get up, go to school, and yeah. rinse and repeat, and play horror video games. Like, so, like, when Resident Evil came out, it was like, boom, we were jumping into that together. And uh, it was just such a that's such a cool thing. So you said you know brought up the 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 video store clerks thing. I was like, oh yeah, that's such a huge part of like an instrumental to all of my interests. You know, because like that was oh yeah, no, I get that. Are you ever a Nintendo sixty four fan? Oh, one hundred percent. All right, so I got to talk about one of my favorite horror video games. Let's do it. Did you ever play Shadow Man? Yes, they just remastered it for I PS4. Oh. PS4. I read oh. the comic book. Ooh. I've got a couple of comics actually. Dude, it was that was awesome. Dude, that that game is the fucking shit. I actually so, worked in a video store too for like a month. The guy was like, when he hired me, he's like, "Don't think about making this a career." And then because he closed in a month, but oh, uh, but I, I was able to like rent whatever I wanted, and I met a local filmmaker who had been making horror films for like the past five six years, and uh, he actually did the documentary for. Um, Oh, what the uh, Slumber Party Massacre, the one that's on like the triple, you know, that when you buy the box set and it has all three films, there's the there's the uh, documentary. He did that and he still lives here in this town. So, you know, he's pulling a a Robert Rodriguez and not leaving where he's from. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, dude, it was it was a blast. Um, I tell this kind of the story on my show all the time. Like my brother and I, we had two CRT TVs hooked up and we had the PlayStation one and the Nintendo 64. We had the disc copy of Resident Evil 2 on the PlayStation and the cartridge copy of Resident Evil 2 on the Nintendo 64. And what we would do is we'd set up and we would like like race each other to beat the game. But the disc PlayStation version had these god awful loading times. So like my only prayer would be that he would die and then have to start <laughs> from the safe so that I could catch up with him. But we would we would that's what we did. We played horror games. Shadow Man, when it came out, my dad picked it up for the store, and then anything that came in for the store, we would just go take it and run to the back. You were the and, guinea pigs. Oh my gosh, yeah. So like he would That's buy awesome. games. He would buy video games, and it was like, they would spend weeks back there with us, and they would never hit the store. And then when they did, it was like, okay, we've already had our, our fun with it. So. <laughs> the cartridges are so used up. People couldn't get them to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. It was, it was a blast. So so Justin, don't you, uh, you know, you do Tales from the Podcast. Yeah. And then 2G1C is the other one? Yeah, yeah. They're on the same channel, so it's pretty easy to find. So uh Tales from the Podcast is the one that I do where it's just about Tales from the Crypt. And 2G1C is the one with Chuck Nasty here, and we talk about horror films. Um I've done other shows in the past. Um but I mean as far as podcasting goes, like I keep it pretty sweet and simple. I I work a lot as far as like my uh, day job. So, you know, I, I realistically don't have time to have a bunch of shows, but you know, I am consistent every single week and I'm live every Friday at 10 PM. So, you know, I, I keep it where it's a very consistent thing and it's been consistent for 
uh, over four years now. I mean, it's it's going strong, and uh, you know, it's been great. That's for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we've been doing the loot bros for five or six years. We took a year off somewhere uh, pre-COVID, <clears throat> and um, some actually one of our hosts went off to do uh, the Midnight Monster Quarter. So they do a show where they do you know they review and talk about old horror movies as well. And uh, we've got a bunch of spinoff shows, man. We, we enjoy getting together with various people, talking, talking junk, talking games, talking movies, comics, whatever. So, right. All right. So, I kind of want to transition a little bit into the tales from the crypt because it seems like that's where a lot of the inspiration is for the book and obviously your shows. And it seems like you guys have all, at some point in time, crossed streams with some tales from the crypt. So, why don't you guys go around and tell me what are your favorite episodes? Tell some crib. Um, well, I mean, as far as me, I mean, I'm be honest, uh, lower birth is probably my all time favorite. In I fact, mean, I the, have at the moment shows. Huh? Go ahead show us. Yeah, all right, all right, hold on. Hold on. You're gonna do it anyway. Don't flex. I, I, I will, I will. Give me a mo- give me a moment because I mean Oh, don't stand it. up anymore if you're not wearing pants. Oh go fuck. <laughs> he warned well. you. He said he wasn't gonna wear them. Yeah. I got one copy, two copy, three copies of that issue. Aren't seeing is is uh, JB's wearing a large pink tutu, yeah, and he's got a huge about. boner right now. Yes. <laughs> so the the tales from the crypt issue, lower birth, which is definitely one of my favorites. And uh, if I'd have to put a second out there, I would definitely say that fitting punishment is also a close second for me. Which awesome, uh, awesome, awesome. very very morbid tale. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, what about you, Ron? I don't have a favorite episode because I'm not as well-versed in the series as I should be, but I will say that I am a huge fan of Demon Knight. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that I one. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So, Which is not based off of any comic book. <laughs> so what about you, Chuck? Uh, well, my favorite episode, that was the question, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and just, you know, any favorite episode. Yeah. My favorite favorite episode, uh, I've got I've got a bunch. My favorite one though is Death of Some Salesman. Uh, it's the one that uh, Tim say Curry. It. Just say it. Salesmanship. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's where he plays three different characters: a little podunk, world, whatever you want to fucking call him. Uh, my neighbor is like thirty miles away. Um, um. Uh, and they're all killing a bunch of like salesmen and stuff, and it's really great because Tim Curry's one of my favorite actors. And correct me, yeah. There's, there's another one too. It's another favorite of mine, and I can never remember the fucking name of it. JB, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Hear it's you. the it's the one with the uh, it's the the one about the 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 house that's haunted uh, with by the woman that killed a bunch of men, and it's got that uh, uh, the the old uh, TV host that's that's in it. He's playing a TV host. He's a piece of shit. Oh, God. Um, what was that one it's, called? Uh, Television Terror. Okay, yeah. That, then that was Morton Downey Jr. Oh. Morton Downey, yeah. That guy, was, that guy was a piece of shit in so many ways. But he was great in that, in that, in that episode. But yeah, those are, those are my two favorites. Of the show. But that, that one is a really, really good um, uh, That one used to freak me the fuck out as a kid, Terror. too. Yeah. That yeah. one's um, actually based off of Haunt of Fear 17, which... I have that book as well. I actually, if, if episode wise, I was just thinking about it, and I don't remember the name of it, but I'm sure JB will just spit it out. Mm. <laughs> but um, uh, it's the one with Joe Pesci. 
Oh, oh yeah. God. Um, is it split personality? Yeah, where he plays the the twin brothers. Yeah, it's split personality, and that's um. Oh man, uh, I I tell somebody look me uh, get, uh, go ahead and look it up on me, but I I'm pretty sure that's Vault of Horror issue number thirty. We'll just go with you. We're gonna go. With, we're gonna go with you. Yeah, we'll take your take your word for that one. Oh, I, I you. if I was right. <laughs> we're gonna say you are. We're gonna say so, you are. Um, for my I think eleventh birthday, my parents got me a cable box in my bedroom. Which parents out there, eleven year old boys don't need a cable box in their bedroom. Right. When, yeah. There's all kinds of trouble you can find yourself into. But yeah. I got HBO for a certain amount of time. God, it feels like forever in my mind. And I remember staying up late watching Tales from the Crypt. Dude, that crap used to creep me out so bad, but I freaking loved it. What was your I favorite had, episode? So it's been so long since I've I've watched any of it. The things that stick out in my mind aren't episodes. They're the spinoff movies. And I don't know if it's just because I watched them so much later in life. Like, I really enjoyed Demon Knight, but Bordello of Blood sticks in my head as probably the most. Did you ever watch the other three? Um, the Ritual, 1972's Tales from the Crypt, okay. and 73's Vault of Horror. I started the 72 one, Tales from the Crypt. Um, I think it's actually on Tubi or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, it but is. I, but I didn't finish it, and, uh, and that was recently, just kind of getting ready. I didn't watch that when I was younger. Um, oh, those are really good. They're really, really good. So I've got I've got it all brought up, you know, in my little watch list to check out. But um, and what's funny is and I wanted to transition to this one because at the time and I don't know, you know I, I'm not versed enough in it to know if this is good or bad. But I remember Tales from the Hood. Yeah, even yeah. more than I remember, you know, direct episodes of Tales from the Crypt. So was Tales from the Hood like a parody spinoff or um, was it actually funny. directly inspired? Well, I mean, it's obviously inspired, but it's um, yeah. Uh, uh, it, I wouldn't call it a parody. It was just no, like, like not, remember when they did Leprechaun in the Hood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. It's I remember. basically the Tales from the Crypt version. So, and again, going back to the video store, my dad would get all of the B and C movies. Like that was like his favorite thing, you know. So, how like, old are you? I'm 37 as of a few right. days ago. Okay. I have to ask you. Yeah, this is a movie that I found in a VHS store a long time ago, and I was able to introduce Chuck Nasty to it. We reviewed it on the show, but um, uh, I never found anybody who actually got to watch this one when it came out like I did. Did you ever see Pinocchio's Revenge? No. Oh. Never seen it. Oh, God. You don't know what so, you're missing. I'm sure. I'm sure my father owns it. The dude has. Like rooms of films, like movies. I'd say probably. I'd say he probably does, especially if me and you were so close in age, and you grew up at that time. I'd say if he's got all that old old shit like that, I'd say he probably has a few copies of it. I'm sure because we were just talking the other day about uh, like Jack Frost, those really awful um, snowman horror movies. (laughs) Yeah, he bought bought me one. A little more recent, he was like, he gave me Dead Ant. He's like, son, you gotta watch Dead Ant. I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. Um. But Did you ever see Monstered? No, I haven't. Se- I haven't seen that. Oh god! See, it just makes me want to watch. But it's about a turd instead of a snowman. <laughs> it just makes me want to watch Dead Snow. Okay, I love Dead Snow. 
So um, another one that kind of a, a film that stands out from that era were the Wishmaster films. Did you guys ever see? Wishmaster? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, Those were great. The first two were really good. They got kind of got weird and lower budget after that. But Wishmaster, yeah. the first one was amazing. Yeah. What about um, the Night Flyer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. That, that's one. Again, just diving uh, in preparation for this episode. I watched Creepshow, Creepshow 2, which I want to go back to that one here in a minute. Um, just trying to get Creepshow my head. Three? I have not seen three. I've never Don't. seen three. <laughs> Don't. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. It's, it's, it's entertaining, but it's it's so bad. We, we, we reviewed all three of them. Remember uh, that? So Chuck, Chuck really, really has some really good things to say about number three. Oh, yeah. I usually do. Part two has one of my favorite uh, favorite stories, I guess. Um, it's the one I don't remember what it's called, but they were uh, it's the the kids that go out to the pond the lake, to the lake yeah, raft. The raft. That's my favorite too. Okay, yeah. so it's the only one yeah, in that movie I like, dude. That same here, and it was so funny because watching that movie up to this, I was like, man, I, this is way worse than I remember. And then that came on, I was like, holy crap, because I didn't remember that was part of the creep show uh, uh, movie. I thought that that was like some weird like the thing spinoff, you know. And I just couldn't. I've seen so many movies over the years, and it's been so long since I've you know, dabbled into some of these, I had completely forgotten. So like getting prepared to talk to you guys and just kind of being in that realm, you know, I was like, Holy crap, dude, I just found the freaking, the raft. Yeah. So good. So good. Oh yeah. Everyone, everyone loves that one. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's best. be honest. Like what? We got the, the hitchhiker one. Uh, oh, it's the old chief wooden head. I hate that and, one. Speaking of hitchhikers, does anybody remember the movie, the hitcher? Yes, yeah. Rucker Hour is awesome. I was when I went to way before the pandemic hit. I was at uh, I want to say Days of the Dead, and they had, somebody had a, a DVD copy of it, and it's the old one with the little pop top that you got a with the cardboard and shit. And it's yeah. out of print. It's out of print. So I was like, I'm for five bucks. I'm definitely grab that movie. Was twisted as fuck. Yeah, I liked it for HBO especially. Yeah, yeah, I dig that movie. Yeah, really, it's crazy that Tales from the Crypt is not on HBO Max. Like, it just seems like of all the the rights issues just got settled in court. Oh, that's right. Yeah, HBO doesn't really own it. They aired on HBO. I think it was owned by Warner Brothers at the time. It was held by Joel Silver Holdings. The rights just reverted back to the Gaines family about three to four months ago. So nobody really has the rights to stream it because multiple companies have the rights to the actual HBO series. But the Gaines family has the rights to the names and everything, not the likeness of the HBO Crypt Keeper. So, for instance, some people can't see HBO Crypt Keeper, comic book Crypt Keeper. And, um, uh, you know, they can make something new with it, but they wouldn't be able to do anything else without having possibly like licensing out. So, wait, you said Warner Brothers owns it, too? I they own part of it too because Warner Brothers owns HBO, so you figure yeah, they could put it on HBO. Other companies that have their hands yeah. in it as well. When I was it's not just made by it. one company, there's, there's a couple different products. places in the UK that had rights to airing some versions yeah, of season it. Season seven. Like, there's yeah. censored yeah. versions that are owned by other companies, and it's it's a bit of a mess. So uh, too much of a rabbit hole for me to dig in through. When I just wanted to watch the freaking show, and I couldn't even buy the episodes on Amazon, which is frustrating. No, no. It's, uh, but Twilight Zone's available on Netflix. Yeah, but it's just not as good. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's better. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to back up a little bit and let's kind of get back into, you know, 
the reason why we're all here. All right. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about Chuck's band. We're getting there. That's, 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 we're getting there. We're going to, right, brother. We're getting there. <laughs> so, um, working with Cutthroat Comics, how's that been working with Josh? Oh, it's, it's been great. Like, I, I've known Josh for quite a long time personally. I mean, I met him firsthand at a convention. He lives pretty close to me. So, I mean, yeah, I definitely how lucky knowing that guy. That's for sure. And may I go ahead and also say that I am proud of that guy right now. He got his book funded in less than an hour yesterday. Uh-huh. Turkey Sharks 2. It's on Kickstarter right now. and That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think he's already unlocked the uh, a couple of the stretch goals already. He was getting really close to the next one, but yeah, I actually watched the episode that you guys did together um, uh, yesterday, yeah. the day before yesterday, whenever it went live on your page last night. Um, <clears throat> it was okay, so I watched it today while I was cooking dinner. I just had my iPad brought up with my headphones in, and uh, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, he was great, dude. Having him on the show again, having some similar interests uh, also helped. But uh, he, he actually hooked me up with copies of his books to read in preparation of talking with him. Oh, and cool. just the way that he formed his shared universe and then all culminates with Turkey Sharks was very, very cool, very well done. And I absolutely adore the different color uh, cover choices he has for the various books and the the movie covers, you know, parodies, I guess you say. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Very, yeah, very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Yeah, and that Wildcats uh, cover, when you guys brought that up, I was like, Oh man, I had so many of those. Oh books, yeah, dude. yeah. We got lucky that Tyler decided to go ahead and just show up on there too. Yeah, yeah. that was definitely a hundred percent unexpected. Yeah, very I, and and Josh is a Green Bay Packer fan, so he's okay by me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Plus, plus, and now this isn't a knock on on these two, but I'm probably a bigger all over comic book fan than them. Okay, so having that connection with Josh also helped. So let's talk comics for a little bit then. Just general comics, you know what I'm saying? You said you're an overall comic fan. Um, yes. Are you more of an indie guy? Or do you like the big... I'm a big the really gay Superman that just came out. That's his favorite. Mm. All right. And he's the son of Superman. He's not Superman. He is Superman. He holds the mantle. Well, he's te- technically not even the <laughs> original son of Superman. He's almost like a... No, he's the son of Superman, but it's a, it's a, it's not our universe of right. Superman. No, but yeah. he holds what mantle? What is he the, known as? The son of Kal El. No, come on, <laughs> you, you want to say the it. books? I just bought a book today. It says the son of Kal El. Yeah. Okay, that's the name of the comic. But I mean, come on, who is? He oh, for Christ's sake, who cares? Anyway, well, I'm just saying, no, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, de- I'm more of a. The video you posted with you in the Superman outfit saying Dean Kane keep pegging. Hey Dean Kane right. is JB. I Gosh. do. That's <laughs> Superman on screen. Ron was lucky oh, to make no, that video gosh. with him. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a DC guy, you said. Am I? I don't know anymore. <laughs> you, t- you changed. No, right no, I am. I'm a DC guy. As I was uh, growing up, I was big into Marvel because I felt like I needed to have some kind of connection to the books and the and the characters. Um, and being the big kid, I was an outcast. So just like the X Men, you know. So okay, well there you go. But as you get older, I kind of connect more with the DC books because I want my heroes to be heroes. I want them to be a little bit better than I am. You know, I um so. But and and Superman is my favorite. So and there's nothing and, wrong with that. Too much. 
There's I'm a huge fan. Just, don't name, an, just don't name your kid after after Superman. It will be okay. Okay. Well, I'm like, a huge Superman I know somebody fan. who did that. And uh, I don't love the way he's been treated the past few years. Uh, you mean in the Zack Snyder movies? Oh, whoa, whoa. I love. I, hey, I'm a, uh, I'm a huge Snyder fan. Oh, and here I liked you. Yes. Yeah, oh, dude. So we restore the Snyderverse in this house. We are no, all see, about the Snyder Snyder's from Wisconsin, and even we don't want him. Oh no 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 no! So we uh we call him Zaddy in this house. Like Zach Snyder is the freaking man. Like I haven't even seen call him Zaddy. Yeah, we call. Yeah, you're gonna change your tune when you see the Batman. I want to see. I hear it's good. I hear it's It's amazing. A lot of my buddies. See, I uh I have. I'm not watching it this weekend. I'm going to see it next weekend. I've got some more pressing things to do. Yeah, I'm saying uh this this is my this show tonight is my reprieve from my duties. And uh, next weekend, though, next week, I'm going to see it. But yeah, yeah, huge Batman fan. I, DC is a big deal in this house. So I, I'm a Marvel guy. Too. I like Marvel stuff. I love the independent stuff. I love um, Image as well. I there's a couple. Out. There's a couple indie titles I'll read. Like I, I'm a big fan of The Boys. And what, what yeah. pe- a lot of people don't realize is that was an indie book. It's not. Yeah, it, was. it was. In fact, if I remember correctly, a bigger. I want to say Image had it for like five or six issues, but I'm probably wrong. But I know a, a one publication had it for five or six issues, and then they dropped it, and then a, and then Boom picked it up, and then ran with it. Now look at it. Yeah, so I think Dynamite had it, and then Boom picked it up, so or something like that. But how big of a fan are you of the boys? Shut up! Just because I don't know the goddamn fucking publisher, Jesus Christ! No, he, he's, that's uh, not what I was joking no, about. He, that's not that's what he's joking about. More than anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, stay also, if you're into horror and in 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 image, check out Ice Cream Man. Okay, okay. is it based I off the I, film? I think no, it's no, it's not based off the film. That was pretty fun. Do you got any of you guys uh, use Comicsology by any chance? Uh, I no, yeah, actually, I, for I some know. stuff. Are they still even doing it? Because didn't Comicsology yeah. just get purchased out? Yeah, they got bought out by Amazon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't so know exactly how they. I were have doing stuff. On, I have stuff on there that I'm, uh, you know, like older stuff that yeah. is just too expensive to buy now. <laughs> so I use Comicsology. Um, they have some pretty interesting independent books that they're releasing that are Comicsology originals, and it comes with your subscription service. It's only like five bucks a month, so it's almost like dumb not to have it, especially like you said for old stuff or things that you maybe don't have every issue of. And so I keep Comicsology. But they they grabbed um, Scott Snyder and Jock and a couple other guys uh, to do some indie books. But Scott Snyder just did a series called Clear, and it's um I've heard know, about. It. I haven't read it yet though. Oh, it's so freaking good, man! It's like I don't want to spoil it, but like the um, the art changes in there based on like a certain thing that's happening in the universe, and so. Like one frame might be like, you know, blues and grays and very mundane and whatever. And then like it'll split and it'll be like a 19 early 1900s, 1800s Western. And then it'll split and be some kind of futuristic animal looking thing. And then and it all makes sense in the context of the story. But the art changes even in inside the panels are so it is so cool. I mean, the story is really neat. It's a sci fi story. But man, it's just the art and the art changes and the. The way those changes you know, are lended to the, you know, are, are able to happen because of the story. It's so freaking good. I think only four issues are up right now. Um, totally worth getting in on there. And he's got a horror book. Uh, it's called I uh, Dream of Demons or something like that. I, I've got them downloaded, but I haven't read them yet. But 
really so then i gotta ask you two questions are you since you're a dc person did you read mr miracle uh i think i read like the first issue or two you gotta read the whole thing it is yeah. so fucking good tom, tom king and mitch garads are my stan lee and jack kirby not to okay. take anything away from jack kirby and stan lee right, right. but also are you reading the joe hill dc horror books so i've got um a couple of them it's like was it basket of heads or basket full like of heads and now they're currently doing refrigerator full of heads okay and then there's also soul plumber which is done by the guys from last podcast on the left okay so That's the cool. problem the problem is i started buying all those issues physically and then I, I missed a few issues so i've got you can't see it but like in my recording area i'll see if i can get it i've got a, a couple short boxes here on the other side i've got a couple dozen more short boxes and in my basement is just thousands i mean long boxes thousands thousands of books and i've got just stacks of stuff over here to read that i'm like behind on but if i miss an issue when i'm collecting something physically i tend to just wait until it's all out digitally or there's a trade like the, the trade paperback or whatever and then i'll grab it so with the 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 joe hill stuff i have a, a one or two of the collective runs for the first couple books they released because there was like three or four books they were doing yeah and um i just haven't i haven't got around to, to all my favorite just, though is they're doing like the dc uh zombie thing dc deceased yeah. and oh, the I, I don't know if it was the first run or the second run where they had the movie parody covers yes yes yeah the conjuring and things yep. like that the so the I, nun they had <laughs> yeah so i bought oh my gosh dude those those variants were so cool so i did the whole deceased run and then the uh, deceased they have a third planet. one coming out with uh, uh tom taylor who's currently um writing that one son of kal-el book so oh uh, well, yeah so there but yeah, yeah totally yeah he's tom taylor if he stays if he stays in his lane and stays away from the social political stuff he is amazing. But when he gets on one of his kicks, you know, like it's in his books and it's whatever, but then he's so arrogant. And- you know what though? The thing about that is, is you got to, people say that a lot. You got to remember though, that he has to run it past an editor and the editor has to okay it. Oh, I, 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 I know. But you know, so, it, and they, and for all we know, sometimes it might be passed down from on high. We we need more social commentary in here. So and they're, and they're definitely doing that right now, and it's it's I think to the detriment overall. But, well, it depends on who's doing the writing, because like Tom King can pull it off, but some lesser writers probably can't pull it off. It, it gets very on the nose with some of those guys, and it's very much yeah. like, oh, okay, we see why you did this because this is you know whatever. Yeah. So um, but yeah. So what what about you, uh, McNasty? Uh, what kind of books and stuff do you like? What kind of I was always a fan. Like I, I, Batman, I was always a fan of, uh, Punisher. Um, I like the, I like the human aspect of those characters. Um, Garth Ennis run is so good. Right. And, uh, spawn became like one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Um, swamp thing. And, uh, there's like the main ones. And then like, just like Vampirella, I always liked her. Um, but like a lot of random shit, I've just come across just weird comic books that are like, you know, definitely adult oriented. John <laughs> like Constantine got his shit. start in, in Swamp Thing. He made his debut in Swamp Thing. Yeah, I've got I've got some some of that shit too, Hellblazer. Uh, yeah, and yeah, like I just I I've you know, as a kid, you know, I really like Flash and um uh, you know, Hulk and X Men and all that kind of shit, Ghost Rider, you know. 
I did like some Superman. Um, Chuck actually sounded just like this when he was a kid too. I really did. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, started smoking cigarettes. When I, I was, was about like, to say you know, he was smoking a cigarette. Like, man, I really like this flag. Hey, uh, hey mom, like, need what, to change my diaper. <laughs> when I was when I was born, I thought my mom's vagina was on fire, and I just popped out of a pack of Marlboros. <laughs> That's um, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> oh, my mom would kill me if she heard me say that. <laughs> like, hey, what's up, Toots? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just you, you're like the goon, you know. <laughs> you're like that's right. Like, oh, yeah, this is also a good comic book. Yes, it is. The goon, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's you know, I, I Punisher and Batman were always my favorites before I got hooked on Spawn. Just like I said, the human aspect of them, because like I always like the idea of like there's like some vigilante going around and taking care of the fucking trash that needs to be taken out. And if we had more people like that in the world, we probably wouldn't have so many fucking problems. There you go. We, so, we, you know. we don't need a Batman right now. We need a Punisher. Yes, we, we yes. needed both of them. Well. Oh. Okay, so the the Grim Knight is what you're saying. We need the Grim Knight. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. We need some weird fucking amalgam like Dark Claw. Yeah. Have you, Ron? Did you um? Did you read any of the Batman Who Laughs stuff? I was not a big fan of the 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 death metal stuff. Um, the death and, metal got real weird. Yeah, and so weird. I like I I have all the issues of Infinite Frontier, which is like coming right off that. Right, right, <laughs> but right. I didn't read it. I'm just I just went online and saw the synopsis, and I'm like, okay, I've, I'm caught up where I need to be, and that's all yeah. that matters. Backing it up before that, you had uh, Batman Who Laughs, which is the Joker Batman, the Jokerized Batman. And then from there, he started, he discovered that he could pull from the multiverses. And there is, in the dark multiverse, there is a bad Batman for everything. So one of them is a Punisher Batman, essentially. It's called the, the Grim Knight. And it is what happens if Bruce Wayne picks up the gun that Joe chill murdered his parents with and then kills Joe chill. Like where does that path take him, bro? It's freaking phenomenal. And it's so cool. And the covers are obviously Batman strapped to the nines with every type of, you know what I'm saying? Freaking gun. You can get it. That's, that's the Batman that like, uh, that many people are just like, no, Batman is not supposed to be that way. Oh, dude. So I like, I like, I like the aspect of that shit. Just like, just, it's always like, it's kind of like the what if comics. Yes, it's yes, always yes. kind of interesting. Like, what if you know? Because I know, well, I know it's Marvel, yeah. but they're doing a they're doing a uh, a new. It's not like it's not canon, but it's like a what uh, an elsewhere type thing origin story mm-hmm. for Batman, where Batman was going to therapy and his doctor was Doctor Hugo Strange. So, well, I mean, that could lead to some shit down the yeah, road. Yeah, because, that could be, that could be wild. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but. Yeah, yeah. If you ever get a wild hair, go just read the six or it ended up being seven issues. Batman Who Laughs. This is all pre uh, Death Metal, and then there's a couple one shots for the different Batman, like so the different crazy Batmans. Dude, it's some of the best stuff we. There's got a Flash in. Batman. There's yeah, a, yeah, the yeah. Red Death. Yeah, yeah. And then, like the the, the Drown Batman is awesome because I'm so behind on all these kind of like all, like comic books these days when it comes yeah. down. Chuck to might it. actually like the dark dark metal yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, you totally. I, the death metal stuff gets real weird, but the, what's really cool is and as a a, a fan of is metal, it called death know, metal? Yeah, it's called death. So there was metal, and then there was death metal, and then they have a speed uh, uh, a a spinoff called speed metal. Yeah, okay. and, 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 I'm intrigued. And Demore Borgier did all of the soundtrack. I'm kidding. Well, actually, uh, Tina Marino from the Deftones did some of the soundtrack, and it's freaking. Dope. I am a Deftones fan. Oh so my god! That's well, cool. that's because Chino's the man. 
You know, he yeah. is the man, hundred percent. Yeah. So, Justin, I'm gonna get back to you in just a minute. I don't want you to feel like you're getting left out of it. Oh no, it's entirely sad in the corner of it. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I I kind of actually hold a grudge against Marvel and DC because they're both piece of shit companies that try to put EC Comics out of business because EC was outselling them. So they banned both words and created the comic book code. So realistically, Marvel and DC are just total pieces of shit. Understandable. And I don't think I disagree with that. Unfortunately, they hold the keys to my two favorite properties. And, uh, you know, uh, Bat- Batman, The Punisher, and Wolverine. Those are my. Right. And they owe it all to EC Comics. <laughs> and, well, you know, there's there's horror elements sprinkled into all of my favorite stuff. It all definitely. Well, I would I would argue they don't owe everything to EC because EC I mean, kept the comic book. Whoa, 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 whoa. Captain America. It was and a lot of Marvel those books debuted before EC. Sell a fucking thing in the 50s. Superman came out in 1938. Hey, Daryl, how you doing, bud? Hey, man. Superman, <laughs> and look what happened to him now. You know, but back in the 50s, EC was the only comic book that was selling. It kept the whole fucking industry alive. And why do you think Marvel and DC decided to team up and make this comic code and get rid of them? DC they and Marvel can't, can't order a cup of coffee sucker. together. <laughs> Next on Springer. There you comic go. book edition. <laughs> on podcast who's going now, now I gotta go back and watch that is, you know, now I gotta go back and watch Guar on Jerry Springer. Remember that? That was awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, El Duce from Mentors was on that yep. episode too. Everybody ganged up on him. Yep. <laughs> All right, all right. So, uh, I pr- as I promised, we're gonna put come back to the band stuff. So, um, so I, I like, dude. I, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, this is where we're going here. So, you say you're in a band and you've been in several bands. All right, right, right. Yeah. What do you What do you play? What, what do you do? What's the name of your band? All that stuff. My band's called Bastard Sons of a Judas Goat. Uh, we're a two piece. Uh, well, we've been considered. We've been we've been told this a few times. So this is like our own like kind of. I don't know. We'd be considered to be called atmospheric as fuck. Uh, we we have black metal, doom inspired stuff with a little bit of punk in there, with uh, you know some you know sludge that kind of stuff. Um, I play drums and do main vocals. Uh, some of our recordings, I've played bass. Um, I've played guitar because uh, we have the stuff that we do live. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of recordings of those yet. Uh, and some of the stuff that we've just kind of released out there is like more noise, like black metal kind of shit. So black metal is intent. You have to record it poorly. Like you're not supposed to be like well produced to be <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, and that's, you have I mean, to that's record true. it while you're burning down a church. It really, yeah. Does. That has to be added. I mean, we did it. I'm just kidding. We didn't. We didn't do <laughs> so what's funny is like the origins of black metal. Like if you go down that rabbit hole, and it's like, uh, oh it's yeah, freaking, it's crazy, dude. Like it's freaking insane. Oh, dude! So, the, yeah, completely. So, um, I, I, so you said you guys play live. So, do you get you yeah. gig pretty often, or uh? uh, before COVID happened, we were we were playing shows. You know, not too much, you know, but we uh, we were trying to play at least at least two or three times a month there for a while, and COVID happened, slowed us way the fuck down, put us behind schedule on recording, um, and we played we played three shows since COVID first hit and after things kind of cooled off, whatever. Um, we've got a couple of shows coming up, uh, one in New Haven, uh, Indiana and the other one in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and yeah, like we, 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 we're, we're hoping to plan something like that. Like we, we've never gone on tour. 
um and we've made a lot of connections and we made a lot of friends and uh we're we're hoping to get something special planned for you know just maybe like a four-day like run or something and go play some different places and that's how we used to do it man weekend warriors you know yeah well that's that's the thing like with us it's like it's it's different because like i uh we both have kids and like he's got two kids that he gets we like weekends are his time with his kid my son is with me 24 7 so like you know we have to be we all well for one we all we have to agree on when we're playing shows obviously uh, you know, we got to make sure we have sitters. We got to make sure this is going on that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So like it goes it, weekends, some, a lot of the times. Yeah. But if they're too close together, I mean, it's like another day better. Like it's, you know, it's kind of a pain it's in the ass. Do, a st- do like some st- score work too. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we, we've done, we've scored a couple of different things. We scored, a uh, an independent 15 minute film, uh, from my friend, Scott Lake. Um, called killing time and um it was an it's an interesting uh it's just 15 minutes of somebody smashing a, a clock with a hammer <laughs> we, we, we would totally do some of that too but no it's a it's an interesting little i hope he puts it out here for too long but uh yeah uh a lot of weird sounds and shit you know little little drony you know that kind of thing well so i play guitar and produce in a christian deathcore band Oh shit! So, yeah, yeah, and so uh, this he's one of them. Oh. Yeah, I am one of them. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> I, I, I just fucked with the man. Yeah, my I don't know how the two can meet, dude. That was like my favorite thing to do live. Like it's been years since we played live. We we ran hard from 2006 to 2013. Oh, we played 300 plus shows. We put ourselves on little short tours, three and four, five day stretches. Open for all of our favorite bands. Um played in some huge stages with some crazy cool, you know what I'm saying, artists, whatever. But yeah. like my favorite thing to do was to book some hole in the wall bar and then get like, you know, Luciferian deathcore death metal bands. And yeah. us all play together. Because like if you're doing it right, all right, as a as a as a Christian, you don't have to be some pompous douchebag to these no. other guys. But right. man, we would have some of the best shows and some of the craziest energy, you know what I'm saying, playing with some of these guys who we are standing on, we're both sides of the coin. Yeah. And uh, black metal bands, things like that. Like, it's just, it, we had some incredible times, dude, playing with some, with some bands. And so right now, we're essentially a studio project. What's what's the band? Ninja Loot. Okay. Terrible, uh, terrible name. I'll check it out. I, 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 my whole thing is one, one thing that, because we play, like I said, like primarily we're like a sludge band. We have like a, a Black Sabbath meets hardcore punk, the middle little little bit of of that dark black metal thing in the middle of it. Yeah, and it's fun to play with other bands. We play with hardcore bands. We you know we play with punk bands. We play with uh, black metal bands. We play with you know obviously other sludge bands and yeah. doom bands. And you know I mean fuck you know that kind of makes it like to me I don't want to go to a show. That's one thing I can't fucking stand a lot of times unless I just happen to like every fucking band that happens to be on the on the bill. It's like. Uh, you go to a show and every band sounds the fucking same. And I'm just like, there's four of them. Great. <laughs> yeah. I resemble yeah. Cool. that remark show me- being an emo kid from the, the mid nineties. There you go. <laughs> show, show me, show me Are how you, you did that breakdown again. I know. Right. A step down breakdown. Here we go. We're going to play it and we're playing halftime and then we're going to yeah. play it again. And then the next, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. you know, that, which I mean, 
you know, I used to have a complete hatred for that kind of shit. But I, but as I got older, I'm like, well, some shit's fucking heavy. And if it all sounds the same, I mean, we're all ripping off Tony Iommi anyway. There you go. So yeah. Sabbath, you know, I mean, like, so whatever. But, you know, I, I, I think it is cool when, when bands play together that are different. I mean, it just it makes the night a little bit better for everybody. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, you go to a show and everybody sounds the same. And, like, honestly, you get bored. But if you have something that's a little different where it's like, okay, well, here's this band that's kind of like slow and heavy. And then you got this band that's like fast and grindy. And you got this band that's fucking operatic. I don't fucking know. Yep. I've never you know? been to it a show like that. that. Like, I, oh, I, I've I, played shows like that. I don't, I don't go. I, that, that, you know, to be fair, I don't go to uh, a lot of metal shows. I'm not, uh, you know, a big, big, like he is legend is probably the heaviest band oh, I'm into. They are wild live. They oh. are so wild live. Yeah. So, yeah, well, they're good too. I I really enjoyed them back when they were when they were bad. So, yeah, we got. Oh, they're to, still uh, around. Uh, did they did they recently get back together? They've think... put out like three albums in the past like five six years. Oh, really? I and they, they're working on a new one now. It's I definitely they not as heavy as it used to be, though. So, well, and after I am Hollywood, everything they put out, I didn't. I feel never really got to that level of heavy for them. Well, I, for no, me, I think they might have matured that one, though. I mean, yeah. what I think, you know, Skylar's voice was great for a lot of that stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I, I don't think he's ever going to be able to top I him Hollywood, especially with those vocals. Like he's just basically going to end up striving for that forever. And you know, he, he's a great guy. He's a great musician and everything. But I mean, he put his best thing out pretty early. See, well, that's all a matter of opinion no because I think I think his, their new their last album might be their best. I'm gonna have to go check it out because I it's I called, it's they're, called they're White Bat Twelve, so that's very interesting. So White I, Bat I'm, was a good song. Like I'm not saying like some of the songs aren't as good. Like or you know, they put out some good ones with it, but they like that, that album with I Am Hollywood was fucking killer. It was. It was. You know what I mean? Like that. That's a CD you can listen to all the way through and. You know, yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard accomplishment to do, and you know, if you do it once, you you're pretty much guaranteed you're not gonna be able to do it again. A lot of the albums that came out before their most recent one, they would have songs on there that are like ten minute long grooves. Mm, yes, so yeah. there was a lot of that, but it's great stuff. Like you know, I would put them on while I'm doing dishes, Thank you, and you. and break dishes. So I'm gonna go see um, in October. So metal. I'm gonna go see the band Hopes Fall. You guys ever listen to? Hopes I know Fall? who they are. I've yeah, I figured if you're a, I figure if you're in the He Is Legend camp somewhere that you know Hopes Falls in that same, uh, dude. I haven't seen those guys since they put out their first this, their first two um, Wings to Speak of EP in their first. I'm talking like, God, 2001 or something like that. So I get to go see those guys in October, and one of my good buddies who was in a band that you know, toured all over, they're doing a re- reunion show. Say. Southern metal band, I think, with a little bit of post hardcore. They're like, called like May- Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Like Maylene, but good. And I don't mean that as in like Maylene's bad, because <laughs> I love Maylene, love Maylene. But I actually think Maylene, I do know that band actually. Maylene and what's and, funny is Skyler had to fill in for the singer when he got yeah, sick for Dallas. But Maylene, in the sense of yeah, you know Dallas's vocals in there are kind of like intentionally bad. Right, like he throws this harsh Southern twang in there when it's almost unwarranted. But like it works. Mm-hmm. Um, embracing goodbye, they do. It's southern metal, but it's very melodic. It's very um, post hardcore as well. 
It's just, it's good. It's very good. But like one of the things I love about them is they'll throw like tombstone quotes in the middle of their, their like riffs. the movie tombstone. Yeah. So they're like, there's a line. All right. Right. What do you want on your line. pizza? Yes. <laughs> or he's like, well, skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. And then it's like, and, have they put in any, have they put in, I'll be your huckleberry. I, they didn't put that one in, but they, they did. A, there's a Batman uh, quote. Um, about dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight. They oh yeah, one of those too. So, classic. Great, great bands. I love music, dude. I love music of all types. Like I play heavy music, but like I do rap rock music as well. I'm working on some music score for some video games. Like um, I just did some music for trailers to launch a comic book for a friend of mine, which I mentioned him earlier. So, like I just I get like I'm all about all of this stuff. So any anytime I hear oh, someone yeah. who plays, I just want to talk about it because like I freaking I love, and, and even backing it up, my outside of just music, the creatives, you know, you guys do all of my favorite things, movies, podcasts, music, comics. So like, it's been an absolute blast to talk with you guys tonight and, um, and pick your brains and oh, talk yeah. shop. So I hope that, uh, yeah. I hope it was at least halfway as enjoyable for you guys as it has been for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're, we, we've, we've already busted the hour mark. So I, I really try to be respectful of your y'all's time. Keep it to an hour. Um, so if you guys got anything else you want to add, anything you want to plug, anything you want to push, uh, Justin, start with you, man. Y'all go ahead and just, you know, whatever one final spiel for the for the listener. Um, check out my podcast if you like. I don't really care if you do or don't. Um, what I do care about is check out the Kickstarter, check out the comic book. That's what we're here to promote. Awesome. All right, Ron. Uh, check out the Kickstarter for the comic book. Also, check out the uh, Indiegogo for Malvolia's body count. And uh, uh, check out my stuff over at UncleRonsDriveIn.com. Sweet, sweet. All right, Mr. McNasty. Uh, yeah, well, this is the Kickstarter, man. Shit, want to make sure this shit goes perfect. And so far, so yeah. good. So, Kickstarter. Um, of course, tell us in the podcast, let's do G1C. Uh, Nasty Nation, Graveyard Talk, them video store clerks, all can be found on Facebook, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, some of us on YouTube. Uh, Bastard Sons of a Judas Goat, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube. A lot of fun videos on there. Uh, and we've got a couple of shows coming up, so you can go to our, our page on Facebook and see all that shit uh, completely. All right, guys, that was uh, a really fun time. Had a great time with the no- normal Loot Bros podcast crew. Had a great time with the uh, the, the guys promoting their book. Um, if you enjoyed this, do let us know. You know, patrons, you guys write in. Let us know what you think. Uh, anyone else on the free feeds, get into the Facebook group. Shoot us an email. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever way you can. You get normally get in contact with us on the Discord. All that good stuff. Let us know what you think. Coming up, we're gonna have a couple indie game devs coming on. And then uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break from the interviews. Um, we're going to have some friends, you know, other podcasters on to do the traditional show. But for we're going to take a little break from the interviews. And uh, I know some of you guys don't love the interviews every week after week after week. But we definitely uh, want to keep the doors open for anybody in the creative space that's doing something that's, uh, that we think is cool. So uh, thank you guys so much for checking everything out. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, you know, go to the YouTube, go to the Patreon, all that good stuff. Um, This song that I'm going to end the show with is Creator by my band Ninja Loot.